0: Fill her
1: up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network.
0: Whoa! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of Pod Awful on Gas Digital. We did it. Thank you so much to our new boss, Luis J. Gomez, our business partner, Luis J. Gomez, for allowing me to be on this amazing podcast network. You know, I've been checking out everything on the network lately. I hope you guys are too. Visit Gas Digital and make sure you sign up because we're on there now. There's like 9,000 hours worth of content on there, something, it's insane. I've been going through it all, you know, and checking out all these different comedians and their podcasts, these stand-up comedians and their podcasts, and it's a lot of fun. It's very funny stuff, and it's very cool, and I ran into somebody that I never expected to see on one of the podcasts somebody who I know very personally was a guest on one of my brothers from Gas Digital's podcast, and it's kind of a crazy thing. I'll tell you about it, actually. Um, well, let me start by saying this. Back in 2017, I did an episode of my show called Stand-Up Comedy is Dead. Now... I'm clapping for that now, but a lot of people, a lot of you guys had a big problem with me saying that back then. I had a lot of bad, negative feedback, a lot of mean comments to me because I said stand-up comedy is dead, and I'm not sure it was ever that good to begin with. You know, I don't think you're ready for the conversation about George Carlin. I don't think you're ready for the one about Bill Hicks. I'm sorry. It's just, it's my personal opinion. Whatever you think is what you think. Okay? But... I said that in 2017, 2018 rolls around, and I noticed that my audience at the very least is starting to see through the cracks a little bit. 2019 comes about, Nanette gets released. You know, Amy Schumer has been disgraced. People are like, hang on a second. Maybe we ought to reevaluate this sort of thing. 2020 rolls around and the God of China decides to create a virus to make sure these people can never fucking work again, which is pretty cool. So now, whether you liked my opinion on this or not, stand-up comedy is in fact dead. None of these guys are able to do stand-up. And as a result, they've all come to my domain, which is podcasting, I guess. I don't really do a podcast, but yeah, you know what I mean. These guys, they're doing these shows. I do this show, so these guys all do this show. Now, I'm a part of this gas digital sort of thing. And one of the stand-up comedians I've known for a long time winds up on one of these stand-up comedian podcasts. And I couldn't believe my eyes. Maybe you've never noticed, but there's a guy who secretly is on every single episode of Pod awful. A little guy uh, hangs out right here over my shoulder. Maybe you've never even noticed him. But if I just zoom in right here, am I allowed to do zooms? I don't know. If I zoom in right here, there's a little guy named... Keenan Jerome Floyd. You heard me right. Not George Floyd. Keenan Jerome Floyd. This guy is a stand-up comedian, eh, and he used to be my roommate. We used to live together when I lived in Brooklyn, New York. And I was sort of the, how do I put this? I was his lord- his landlord. I mean I don't want to I don't want you getting any wrong ideas. Like this it's probably a bad time to use the term lord when it comes to a white person and a black person. A lot of people have a wrong idea about me. They think I hate Jews and black people, which is absurd. Like, you know, Jewish people invented comedy and black people are the funniest at it. So, I don't hate these guys. I'm sorry if our White nationalist listeners out there, I get it if you tune out. I don't hate them. But um, it is funny to make fun of them, you know? So this guy, Keenan Jerome Floyd, he doesn't agree with that. He actually, he's not just a stand-up comedian. He's an activist, okay? If you were to go to his Facebook account right now, a lot of his whole deal is to let people know what's racist and who the mayo-ass crackers are out there. Which is a strange thing about Keenan, considering the fact that he is the most Urkel white dude. I mean, he literally, he's the white Stephen Urkel, okay? Steve Urkel is blacker than Keenan Jerome Floyd. Keenan talks like this. He's like, ah, hey, everybody. Hi, I'm black. I, I only care about black issues. White people have been oppressing me my whole life. Meanwhile, if you actually know anything about Keenan's life, you would probably know that that's... There's nobody... It couldn't be further from the truth. He might be... He's the... I can't even say the thing I was going to say there. Keenan's the type of dude. He's the type of citizen who he goes into the convenience store, the gas station, and they go, please, I'm going to turn around and close my eyes. Have whatever you want. It's all yours. But I get it. This is sort of his brand now. You know, being woke is sort of a branding thing, and this is what he tries to do. And furthermore, I don't know if you know this or not, Keenan is actually related to George Floyd. George Floyd is his uncle. And so I could see being very mad about what happened. Listen, George Floyd had his issues, okay? The guy, one of his fetishes was to put a gun up to a fetus, and we all have our ways of getting off. And I can't, I cannot kink-shame the man. It's just not in me to do that. We all have our dark histories. But he definitely did not deserve to die. And the cop who killed him absolutely does. It's time for probably a lot of cops to die. And again, by white nationalists. But <laughs> I'm not any big fan of cops. I don't know if you know this. I've been arrested falsely, multiple times as the result of this show. I guess Keenan forgot that. I guess he forgot that we're on the same side. Because if you'll recall, last week I revealed to you that Keenan actually is the guy who ended up helping me to get on the racist New York comedian community list. Remember this? We were talking about this all last week. A list that our new business partner, Louis J. Gomez, could not get on... This guy, Neruda Williams, makes this racist comedians list, and Kenan shows up in the comments, and this is real. This is 100% real. He says, Neruda Williams, don't forget that dude that hosts Pod Awful. Somebody else comes in and says, Jesse P.S., this is my old roommate trying to get me in trouble because he's, I guess, this is part of his activism. I don't know. So now I'm on Gas Digital, as the result of this racist comedian list, I'm perusing through the content on Gas Digital, and I'm watching this show called In Godfrey We Trust. We're going to go over this show uh, during our program here tonight. But In Godfrey We Trust, it's hosted by the comedian Godfrey. He's a big, jack black guy. He'll grab you, he'll pick you up, and kiss you against your will, and then he'll tell you the funniest joke and one of the funniest impressions you've ever heard. And Keenan, of all people, Keenan, who is a complete unknown, who's never done anything of note in the world of comedy, Keenan was the big guest on this show. This show, by the way, is nuts. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go over. This is an insane podcast. I had no idea this existed until I joined Gas Digital. So I'm going to be promoting other gas digital shows now that we're on the network. And Keenan's appearance on it really stuck out to me because I'm thinking, Lewis is against the racist comedian list, and Lewis owns this network that Keenan's now appearing as a guest on, so I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to call Keenan out on this. It's the only right thing to do. Meanwhile, by the way, I'm realizing, it's hitting me now, you guys, a lot of you are new, you don't know who Keenan is. Let me give you an idea who Keenan is. Keenan's got his own podcast, because again, Stand-up comedy is now dead. So, Kenan's got his own podcast. He's calling it the Light-Skinned Perspective Podcast. He co-hosts it with a guy named Mo Green. They have a guest on And I thought, in memory of George Floyd, may his perfect golden soul rest in peace. He should have actually had two gold caskets. I think they should have buried the man twice. In honor of his uncle George Floyd's memory, I thought we could watch a little clip from Kenan's podcast to kick off tonight's show, The Light Skin Perspective, where they talk about his uncle George Floyd. I mean, this is an activist, so he's got important things to say about this. Let's take a look.
1: They can, they can show their teas in the parking lot. I, I did a show in the parking lot last night.
0: Now I know this looks like three Keenans, but Keenan's the one in the upper right hand corner.
1: <laughs> what? Oh is it? Yeah, I did a show in the parking lot last night. How, how many people? Hey, I, well by the time I went up it was like maybe like eight.
2: You gotta you had an audience.
1: But you I'm know, still but I'm still funny, so that's yes. the, the
2: I would take an audience of two people right now. I'm craving to get back out there. I'm forgetting material. I haven't even really been because I usually listen to my tapes all the time to get tight. I ain't been listening to my comedy. You know how I've been keeping sharp doing this. Me and Keenan do this um, twice a week, and each show is about an hour and a half, two hours. You know what I'm saying? So that's.
0: By the way, they record this on the same nights and times that I do.
2: Like that's still four hours of time of just talking and just working stuff out. A yeah. lot of fu- a lot of funny comes out of doing this, believe right. it or not, okay. and just. Not having a comfort- comfortability just you guys are my audience, we're each other's audience, and then people that's popping in and out or whatever. so the whole point is to keep yourself talking Joe, i just I'm Joe Rogan, a huge fan. Joe Rogan said through this whole pandemic he hasn't written one joke all he does is his podcast that's it,
0: Man, you know what I mean
2: I feel that way too it's like it's kind of i don't know it's not I'm not inspired like an yeah. inspiration when you're looking at the same four walls out there,
1: yeah, but- yeah it's tough. I mean, just pay attention to the news and stuff. Because you know what's yeah. cool is, like, did you guys know that um, George Floyd was a porn star?
0: Okay, well, hang on a second. That's your uncle, Keenan. Come on, you can't, you don't bring up the porn star thing about the dead man who was killed. He's a perfect saint. He's got a halo now. He's got maybe two or three halos. He probably looted a couple.
2: I did yeah no, I saw him I saw the me I immediately pulled that up the Habib the yeah. Habib show is not a Habib show ain't that from the Habib. that's that's Chicago, right? I think the Habib show is based out of Chicago. Yep. I Habib, mean, bro, Because yeah. it's, it's this one porn star that you... He- so now they're
0: just talking about the porn site it comes from. These guys all know the George Floyd porn. This is the radical difference Keenan is making in the comedy world for the memory of his uncle, George Floyd. I can see now why I needed to get added to the racist comedy list. Listen, I think comedians have had it too good for too fucking long. Maybe now you'll listen to me. I tried to tell you in 2017, we've got comedians, comedians going wild. A lot of podcasts out there now like to make fun of comedians, okay? And most of them do it about the big guys. I do too, but I prefer the little guys. I prefer making fun of the ones that I have a personal connection to. So tonight on the show, we're going to reevaluate Keenan Jerome Floyd, and we're also going to get into a comedian we haven't talked about in a long time, a guy by the name of Dante. You'll remember him because he manages a fellow by the name of Ron Jeremy, speaking. Of porn stars. This is gonna be a good one, and we've also been accused of some crimes, so we're gonna to have to get into that as well. Let's go heckle the internet. This is pot awful. Pot awful TV. Oh y'all is
1: doing it right. Pot awful sucks, you faggot.
3: You, you scam on a sushi bag. You're the worst, motherfucker. Pot awful sucks.
0: Yes. You know what? That's not funny.
4: I want to really kick your
5: ass. My mom doesn't like it when it. I mention pot awful
0: anymore. Thank you, thank you so much for joining us live. We're back on our main YouTube channel for once, which is very nice. Thank you so much. Love having you guys here. Welcome, Pod Awful. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. If you don't know me already, hi, I'm Jesse, the greatest guy. Hope you remember me. Anyway, uh, we are going to get into all these things the Gas Digital Show, more of Kenan's podcast. We've got Dante stuff, a whole lot of cool stuff for you. But before we get into the show, let's check in with the chat room, see what they're saying in there. We're live as we are every Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. 8 p.m. Eastern Time over at Podawful.tv. Got the live chat room going on right now. People are saying welcome. You need to get a new metal version theme song now that you're on Gas Digital. That's probably true. Welcome to the show! Welcome back to the main channel. Thank you so much. Fake Santa Cruz Joker. New Meltdown is the best. That's a dead goon. We don't really give a shit about him. Sorry, man. Maybe some other time. Uh, did you get removed from Patreon for calling Keenan a pernickety, awful? No, that is not what happened. T I'm camera shy, says Dan- I'm so sorry, Daniel. Let me take the camera off of poor Daniel. He didn't ask for this. He didn't ask to be on the camera. I'm so sorry, you guys. If any of you guys want me to blur out your names after the show is over, I will do that for you, okay? Write me an email. It's called T I'm sensitive, at podawful.com, Okay? Email me, he I'm sensitive at podawful.com and I'll make sure to blur any of your names out. Vag Masterson, George Foreman deserved it. I don't know what you mean by that. Do you mean deserved all the millions of dollars from knocking out the fat? I 100% agree with you there. Okay, so now you kind of know who Keenan Jerome Floyd is. If you need some more background info, by the way, is my mic sounding weird all of a sudden? If you need some more background info on Kenan, um, we did this entire... Here's what you need to know about Keenan. I was his roommate. I was his landlord, really. He paid rent to me until he stopped paying rent to me, and that happened long before he moved out. And then one day, I caught Keenan trying to sneak out and not pay his rent. And when he got caught, he stood there staring at me like, yipes. He did one of these. He did a, yuh-oh. And I said, Kenan, where are you going, buddy? Why don't you have a seat over here? And I made him sit on my couch in my living room. And I told him, Kenan, if you try to run out on your rent, and you, by the way, you're going to owe me a late rental f- fee. He, had, he already hadn't paid his rent for the month. And now in the middle of the month, he's trying to run out and move to Los Angeles in the middle of the night. So he's not just running out like, shit, I'm out of money, I'm homeless. No, no, no. He was trying to move up in the world. He was trying to do a little Jefferson's, you know, Wheezy style. Well, we're moving on up, moving on up to the east side, moving on up to that deluxe apartment in Calabasas or wherever. I don't know where he went. No, no Calabasas is nice. That's where Kanye lives, right? Uh, no, he went somewhere shitty in L.A., And I figured out his whole plan. I overheard his entire plan. So I sat him down on my couch and I said, "Keenan, if you don't pay what you owe me, and if you try to run out on the rent, and if you don't pay your late rental fee, and if I find your room completely torn to shit and not cleaned because we had a broom clean deposit policy, I am going to turn you into my pay piggy. And sure enough, he left. He did pay me the rent he owed me, but we were still behind on rent. He didn't pay the late fee that he owed me, and he left his room a fucking disgusting pig pen. And that's actually how I found this picture of him, this picture that's been on every episode of the show since he left my apartment. I found this on his windowsill when he moved out Deep into the night, trying to hide. You know, all I could see was a smile skittering off. So I did this whole show, and you can, if you really want the nitty-gritty backstory, we and this is where we really went into some uh, stand-up comedy hatred as well, by the way. We've got this show in the $20 section of the Pizza Fund called World War I turned Keenan into my pay piggy. I made a $20 show about him. The listeners all joined up. They listened. They loved it. It's an amazing episode. It's called, and I'm sorry about this. I know this is tough times. I actually named this after something Keenan has in his Facebook bio. So this isn't me. We called it World, World War, War, War Negro. Negro. That's Keenan's Facebook bio. That is not... We just, he happened to have that as his Facebook bio. I happen to have a show called World War. It came together. Then he had a lawyer contact me, despite having not seen the World War episode. He had his lawyer contact me and tell me I need to cease and desist and pay Keenan all of the money I made talking about him. So all of those $20 I made in the pizza fund, I now somehow owed that to Keenan, according to his lawyer. I don't know what kind of law that is, Call me crazy, I'm pretty sure that the law says that if you produce content, then that content, uh, any money you make, is yours. But his lawyer thought otherwise, and so I did some digging on his lawyer, and while his lawyer was a real lawyer, it turns out, and I'm not kidding, his lawyer was also, this is frightening, I don't know how you even live with this knowledge, a terrorist. 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 That's true. His lawyer's a terrorist, okay? Much in the same way that that I've been accused of being a terrorist. So if you want to hear that one, that one's called The Fallout Show. It was this follow-up show we did to World War, and it's, it's insane. It is an insane story. I always recommend it. I would make it free if I could. It's that good. It's just, there's some things in the $20 section of the Pizza Fund... That are better left behind a paywall Trust me So I did turn Kenan into my pay piggy Okay, he deserved it He didn't pay his his late rental fee You know, so I did it And really, we've talked about him here and there There have been some jabs here and there Maybe a segment or two But I've never really done an entire episode For everyone to see To really call him out on his bullshit I've never really done that before Until now so I come across this show, it's, uh, this is Godfrey's show, it's called In Godfrey We Trust, this is on our parent company, Gas Digital, and it is maybe one of the strangest podcasts I've ever seen in my life. Osama Bin Laden Esquire, they're calling the lawyer in the chat room, lawyer please, oh lawyer please, the $20 is worth it for the Keenan episodes alone. I, Corey, thank you, I'm not paying Corey to say that. He's right. We have a lot of other great stuff in the $20 section. It's worth the $20 for just the Fallout episode, okay? You kind of know the story now, but that Fallout episode, goddamn. So let's get into the George Floyd stuff here. The George Floyd, the Keenan Jerome Floyd stuff here with Godfrey. If, have you ever seen this show, by the way? Let me know in the chat room if you are somehow familiar with Godfrey's podcast, okay? Fill her
1: up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network.
0: So this was made before I joined the network. This is like a month or two ago. Keenan was on there. I had no idea.
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: Oh, people are like, what are you talking about? Where do I go get this content? It's not on Gas Digital. This is in our own personal thing called the Pizza Fund pot off of that pizza. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to do a commercial. I'm just trying to let you know the story. Behind the Keenan Jerome Floyd stuff. You needed to know that stuff, trust me. So uh, yeah, if you want that, pizza is the link. Godfrey. Alright. So he's got a cool little intro here. In it's in Godfrey we trust, so it's got this patriotic theme. <laughs> but damn, yo, he's also a black guy. Oh shit. And I like Godfrey. I think he's a very funny comedian. He does great impressions. This looks like uh, light news is about to start Wow, the same The same presets and after effects here Wow, we're about to learn about the fools You know what I'm talking about? Let's take a look This I'm telling you, this podcast is nuts
1: Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? How you feeling this shit? Speaking of sun, son just went down, son. I had a real nice so that's
0: So that's God Free Talking. And as you can see, Keenan's there wearing his classic, we love this, Keenan Jerome Floyd t-shirt. Every time he appears on anything, he's wearing a shirt with his own name on it and on the back, and this is real. We saw this in the World War episode. And I've by the way, I've seen this in real life, I used to live with this man, on the back of his t-shirt is a link to his Instagram, a link to his Facebook, his Twitter. I'm not kidding. He has links on his shirt. Have you ever seen such... It's got icons. Like, you can click his shirt, and I guess it takes your brain to the uh, retarded wasteland that is his social media. And I know I'm wearing my own merch right now, but... I sell my merch. You can go buy this Santa Cruz Joker t-shirt at Shop. The Keenan Jerome Floyd t-shirt is not for sale anywhere and never has been. He just had it printed for himself, which is goon behavior. A lot of our goons do this. Ching Chang Chong did this as well. He loves getting his own t-shirts printed up just for him. So here's the show. Let's take a, a close look at this show. We've got Godfrey, the comedian talking. And then, most importantly of all, and this is one of the strangest parts for me about all of this, is Godfrey has a lot of co-hosts, okay? A strange number of co-hosts. So we've got Godfrey, then we've got... this uh, I guess this is DJ Khaled. Obviously, his sidekick is Ryan Katsu Rivera. There's Keenan, and then there's that painting of uh, Mother Mary of Jesus if she were an alien and she was having sex with a chimpanzee. That's actually one of his co-hosts. Do you know that painting I'm talking about, where like humans came from an alien having sex with a chimp? That's one of his co-hosts. I don't know any of these people's names except Ryan Katsu Rivera. Um, one of our common, you know, he actually, he's the sidekick on a lot of podcasts. So that's not weird to see, but then here's Keenan and they're just going to make Keenan sit here quiet for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? In God,
1: we we trust in the motherfucking building. Somebody in the chat
0: asks, please tell me he ends sets by turning his back to the crowd. Um, Yes, he has done that. 100%. He will turn his back to the crowd so they can see his links. And I, what he does, actually, and this is um, this is actually maybe even stranger than that, is he goes out into the crowd after his shows, and he, like a hunchback, he just bends over and allows everybody to click his links. If you touch his shirt, you become subscribed to him against your will. Quarantine. I don't ever think we get out this motherfucker
1: i think this is just going to be the way it is it's going to be horrible and zoomy like a motherfucker ah but we appreciate you we appreciate you listening to us let me tell you something this is the greatest greatest podcast on the planet everybody
0: i agree it might be the greatest podcast on the planet i i don't do a podcast so obviously i'm out of the running This might be the greatest podcast. And it is very diverse. A lot of people in the audience are saying right now, wow, a a diverse cast. It is. So that's really great. At a time like now, we need to be uplifting black and brown voices. And also women, or just white women for some reason.
1: Gas Digital Network. I mean, first of all, Gas Digital Network has the best symbol.
0: It has the best our um,
1: um, um, branding. Our branding. I think that's the. Co- it's the, I think it has the coolest name. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Shout out to the other podcast brands and shit that I. Re- oh, shout out! Yeah, fuck yeah. Respect, but Gas Digital, that shit's hot. That shit's hot as fuck. You feel what I'm coming? Wow, Ryan Katsu Tamagotchi. Yeah. From I appreciate you guys following our podcast, especially our YouTube channel. Godfrey Comedy is the YouTube channel. Trying to get the, trying, getting those numbers to 100,000 subscribers. Godfrey Comedy. Also, Godfrey Podcast is the Instagram, Instagram account, Godfrey Podcast. And my Instagram is Comedian Godfrey, which I love that you Perfect guys are timing. following me on that, following my
0: Oh, life. now look at this. I want you to pay careful attention to what Keenan just did. Okay. In fact, let me move that back a little bit. Anybody notice something this here? Comedian.
1: Godfrey, which I love that you guys are following me on that, following my lives, which, you know, happens between like 12 and 4, 12 and 5, 12 and 3, depending on how I feel.
0: So Keenan just did a little sip from his mug. Now, this is something that we stole from Red Bar called Fool Sips. Okay. You're going to notice Keenan is very thirsty throughout this entire thing. You know what I'm saying? You, uh, look. He's Wang Sipping. No, I'm sorry. This is Fool Sipping. Okay, you on that. Also, they are everybody in the chat room is calling this out right now, though. They're saying fake sipping, fake sips, sipping, straight sipping, wang sipping. He do be sipping. I remember when Godfrey was on whose line is it anyway. I don't think that's the case, but okay. On my Twitter and my face, my fan page, Facebook is Godfrey Comedian. All right. Okay. so here's the first strange thing about Godfrey's podcast. The entire first, I want to say, 40 minutes of it are plugs for merchandise, for joining platforms, for subscribing. I mean, it's a lot of plugs up front. It's plug-heavy, okay? I mean, if I just skip ahead here, he's literally selling coronavirus masks.
1: Oh, it is, it's is the G-Logo mask, $18. Guys. This is the beginning of the show. I, it's worth it, and you can wash it and
0: use it again, you nasty bastard. You might have thought I was doing a little too much with the whole... World War thing a second ago. You should watch Godfrey's podcast. So wash it. Wash it up when you're breathing and putting your stink breath on that bitch. Keenan, by the way, now we're three minutes, 44 seconds in. Keenan hasn't spoken once. They haven't acknowledged. But, uh,
1: podcastmerch.com. And we're going to move
0: on with the motherfucking cast. Of the- oh, yeah. Okay. Now we're into it. Here and we God go. Goddamn coming out the podcast. We have Andre Kim in the building. Yeah. Andre. Still
1: looking. we get- stop. Whatever. That.
0: So Andre is their Ryan Katsu Rivera. You're still a crip now. First you were Tupac, now you're, I don't know. <laughs> so we're uh, introducing the cast of characters. I'm uh, Harriet Tubman. Is, um, did oh. she wear something? Okay. Did she wear something like He didn't like that. I'm Harriet Tubman and Godfrey's like, oh, okay. Good thing this is over Zoom because suddenly my muscles are flexing against my motherfucking will. They better put the bitch on the $20 bill. This, right? Wow, I rhymed. That was pretty cool. I might be black. I don't know. (laughs) Asian area. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm definitely black. I'm blacker than anybody on this screen. I think everybody here would agree. I'm blacker than anybody on this screen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Follow me on IG. Andre, the comedian. Um, I'm putting up videos and stuff. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, I got a Paul. (laughs) Here's a guy in the chat helmet saying Jesse selling some subscriber service like a bitch. Are you new? <laughs> Any impression up there? Your boy Aries Spears uh, reposted it on his main feed. That was
1: pretty cool. Um, yeah, follow me, man. You know, everything's good over here.
0: And, uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Yo, Alex.
5: You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamAlexScar. And-, and you
0: can also just look in a telescope up at the night sky and find her zipping by in a Jetsons car.
5: Check out my podcast, Broad Topics, T-O-P-I-X, with Kim Congen. Uh, it's on Gas Digital Network every nine, every Thursday Ooh, at 9.30, well, and you I'm can catch it here. for free on iTunes and YouTube every Monday. Bobby!
4: What's up, everybody? You can follow me on all social media at the Bobby Hutch, but most importantly, come and check out Gas Digital. Use promo code Godfrey, and i uh, get 14 days free.
0: 14 days free. Don't use free. his promo code. Use my promo code awful okay if you use promo code awful you'll get actually 15 days free if that doesn't work it is a new code so just tweet at J gomez if that's not working he'll set you up okay
1: subscribe everybody not only subscribe on the youtube channel but yo
0: you should subscribe to the network you know what i mean this is that same guy helmet says this is some racist bullshit which thing is racist the part where i made fun of the white lady
1: i know you guys want to check it out on the youtube shit you go let me check out the youtube you just say well man godfrey's worth it
0: they actually made an entire french film about that girl by the way where just a kid follows her around as she floats through the air let me fucking pay some money and check it out two weeks for free two weeks for fucking free you know what I mean? And
1: check out the other podcasts too. We got a. <laughs> gummo,
0: they say in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gummo. A variety of different podcasts from Legions of Skanks to. Um- so we haven't even finished introducing everybody and we're right back into the plugs. No
1: apologies. No need for apologies. So need for apologies. My boy Derek Gaines and Monroe Martin fucking killing the game.
0: We got all kinds of... Yeah, we- I am a black supremacist, by the way. I, I love w- watching this stuff by black comedians. I'm a black supremacist. I think they're the best at comedy. So fucking suck my dick. What are you going to do about that? Put that one in... Actually, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go find a black man outside somewhere and ask him if it would be okay for you to kiss his feet. I want you to go out right now, give him $10, say, would you mind if I kiss your foot? And if he doesn't respond, silence is consent. He means yes. So do it. Just get down and do it. We got
1: movie podcasts. We got just crazy-ass podcasts. It's just a variety of different shit. And it's just one thing I love about this network is that, man, listen, man. We say what the fuck we want, Hell and we're yeah. here to have fun. Free we're here to have fun. We're here to just,
0: 100%. you know, we just like
1: to leave everything on the table, man. Because that's, I think, that's where you get to the to the core of, of being a human being is when you tell, when you talk real, you talk real. You can still leave this place laughing and respecting each other, right? So if you talk about fingering someone in the ass, guess what? <laughs> that's everybody. Everybody thinks somebody in the ass.
0: Uh, I. You know what? Maybe I'm missing out on a cultural touchstone. I don't. I can't recall a time I've ever popped a Louie. Right.
1: <laughs> I don't know why we all got to turn into Eddie Murphy when we talk about Freeman, someone in the ass. You motherfucking crazy. Anyway, yes. <laughs> and guess,
0: guess what? It's always good when we have a guest on. Here we go. Finally, the guest segment. Okay, so we're going to introduce our good friend, Keenan, Jerome, Floyd, nephew of George Floyd. The podcast,
1: you know this man right here. He, I, I have been writing with this man. I can consider this man my
0: writing partner. Whoa! It's, it's good
1: when you say you have a writing partner. You know, a
0: writing partner, writing associate. Congratulations, Keenan, making big moves in the world, stepping up. That's big. Godfrey's a well-known comedian, so for Keenan to suddenly, out of nowhere, somehow have a writing gig. With Godfrey, I mean, he's going places. That's cool. A writing
1: colleague, you know, a a Scribner.
0: I guess getting made fun of in that episode of Kill Tony he was on really gave him a leg up in the world. Might you say, you know, a Scribner, that's an old school word for Scribner.
1: (laughs) He's a funny comedian, a fantastic writer, I must say. I would call him afro Fugn. He's also...
0: um... So Godfrey just looked down. And I don't know if you noticed this. This is very, very subtle. He did a good job of hiding it. He checked his notes, which is bad if you're a guy's friend. Like, <laughs> I've had moments like this, too, where I've invited a guy that I'm sort of friends with on the show, and then I'm going to introduce him, and I just completely fucking blank on who they are, what his last name is, what he does, why I brought him on. That's happened to me. So Godfrey, he goes, I barely know this, Keenan. Jerome Floyd, I better write down some information about him. So what does he do? Okay, so he's a writer, because uh, I've been writing with him. So I know he's a writer. That's number one. Now, he's a comedian, I think. I've heard he's comedian. People have told me he's a comedian. I've never seen him do comedy, because if I had, obviously, I would not be writing with him. But apparently, he's a comedian. Let me write that one down, okay? Now, let me just check and make sure I spelled that right. C O M E D I A. E-A-E-N-N-E. Okay, perfect. So he's a comedian, and then what else is he? Now, he checks his notes to see what the third thing is, because you want there to be three things. Everybody's got to be a multi-hyphenate. You know, I've fallen prey to this stupid thing, too. you got to list the things you are. I'm an actor, a writer, secrets kept, an author. So I've done a lot of things. i got to let you know about it. I'm a multi-hyphenate. I'm a triple threat. Rule of threes, you got to have a third thing. He looks down at the notes. He goes, what's the other thing that Keenan is? And he can't remember. He, ha- he barely even remembered Keenan's name. And this is the third thing that Keenan is. Now, I lived with Keenan for two and a half years. I had I'm learning things about this man. I had no clue. Listen to this
1: is a writer of afrofuturism which i uh, also love that's really what caught my eye too writing fiction um science fiction for african americans and shit
0: excuse me he's a writer of afrofuturism now what has he written in the style of afrofuturism I don't know. I think he probably wrote uh, Barbershop 5 in space. That's all I can think of. Afrofuturism. I've never heard of such a thing. I had no idea he was involved in these things. I would love to see the collected works of Mr. KJF.
1: Which means that everybody can read it. Okay? Okay? Give it up to my man, Keenan Jerome Floyd. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, got, Keenan. I got my author's tea here. So. Oh, God. Yo, Keenan brought no. out the Christmas cup because he goes, this shit, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, it's digestive like tea now. Since I've been in quarantine, I've been eating too much shit. So I'm like, all right, now I got to at oh, least got to clean out. Yeah, I mean, listen. I think, um, I think everybody. It's tough. Like as much as okay. I go to,
0: what is that? Oh, this is it. I think something's going on, ladies and gentlemen. We have a happening going on right now. This is cool. All right, we're in the middle of something. Something is going on. I haven't been paying enough attention to the chat room. I can't. Have you fucking seen all this shit? How in the earth could I keep up with a chat room at a time like this? Apparently, something's going on in the chat, all right? F you, Louie, for ruining a good podcast. Louis, for ruining a good podcast. Okay, so something's going on. Somebody in here, I saw this one. This is the one that poked out at me. Somebody said, where is it? Jesse, please take down the videos. What videos? What are you talking about? What, uh, there's a, uh, I love you, Jesse, by the way. No, that's a good one. I'm trying to, can somebody who I know and love and trust... Tell me what's going on in the chat room right now because what I think is happening, I think someone might have figured out that they're being spoken about tonight and they've brought a couple friends here to try to make this not happen. They're scared of this because remember, there is someone I know who tried to get a lawyer to take down my show before. That didn't work out too well for them, by the way. So what is going on? Panic, Jesse. Oh, I'm not panicked. This is fun. Blake Hogue is my friend. Wait, so Porter Sullivan is talking about Blake Hogue? What is happening right now? Whoa, you want to talk about a comedian that uh, needs to be dealt with. We might have to shelf some of the stuff we had planned for tonight. There's a lot of things going on right now, okay? And we're pretty deep into this episode already. We're already 43 fucking minutes in. So, Blake, you're worried about the Blake Hogue episode? Those are like... Five years old man that's not even I didn't even really do that you know go at, go talk to Nick Mullen okay Blake Hogue is my friend I work with him I love him well you know he raped uh, girls or something right like he tried to he was rapey with girls according to girls that's a real thing I learned that from Elsa Waith being rapey he tried to have sex with a girl with down syndrome I didn't make him do that what are you upset about I don't know do you guys know who Blake Hogue is I did a whole episode about it. Go check out that episode. This Porter person's pretty confused by it. Um, And then we got this helmet guy who is upset about something. Not sure what's going on there. Now, don't ban any of these people. I don't want them banned. I just think, usually I don't pay any mind to this sort of thing. But I read that and I was interested. I want to know what this person's got to say. I want to subscribe to your newsletter. Thank you. Somebody also said that my black voice, my impression of Godfrey, was pretty racist. I was literally doing the impression he was doing right before. I wasn't even doing an impression of Godfrey. I was doing a bad impression of Eddie Murphy. You might have autism. So welcome to the club. Guys, offer him fellowship, okay? You're welcome here. You're one of us. You'll like it. You'll figure it out eventually. All right, am I allowed to clap? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how this works anymore. How does podcasting work? Gas Digital is not funny. Really? Really? Well, that is where you and I differ, sir. I excuse me, but Gas Digital, I think, is one of the preeminent podcast networks there's ever been. Welcome, new Autis, AU Gold. One of us, one of us, Google Gobble, Google Gobble, one of us, one of us, Google Gobble, Google Gobble. Okay, I don't know. I don't, is this something I need to pay attention to, or should I just ignore this? I tell you what, here's what I'm going to do. Let me do this. This will be a fun little bit. I, this is unplanned. Live show. No other show, you know? Most of these other shows, too scared to do something like this. I'm now in our Discord voice chat. Somebody join me in the Discord voice chat. Don't give out the link right this second. Somebody join us in our Discord voice chat and explain to me what's been going on in the, voice, in the uh, chat room here because I want to know. I just want to be able to move on from this, but I do want to know what's going on in there. Okay, let's take a look here. Impathor is here. Impathor, are you paying attention to the uh, chat? Scott is here. Can somebody tell me what's going on in the chat room? I got a bunch of people. Corey is now here. Nobody's talking. What's going on?
3: Uh, yeah, no, oh, here the, we go. the chat's uh, a little bit. Fucked up, but like it's, uh, I think it's just like just the usual. I, I don't think you should pay any attention to it, really. Yeah, Hel-
4: you,
2: you should ignore it, it's just bullshit.
3: okay. Helmet. I, Helmet's I accusing the, everyone um,
4: of
5: being racists. <laughs> and, uh, I,
1: shared the, I shared the show link in Naruto Williams, uh, that okay, of it's- uh, the most racist.
0: Scott's breaking Scott's helmet just said so helmet just said that your channel will be gone tomorrow that so it won't be the first <laughs> time good luck okay big I mean no oh, I think this time they're that's, where, that's where they're all from that's where they're all from <laughs> do you they're realize do you, you realize my channel that. is already gone so what Scott was saying Scott you were cutting out what Scott was saying is he shared the link for the show on the racist comedian list. He shared it in their comments. So that's probably who some of these people are popping in here. Which by the way, you're all welcome here. Hi, hello. I love you. I, I started the show by saying I love black and Jewish people. So you're all welcome here. Maybe I and I, I might don't. I Corey doesn't apparently. I might be racist. I don't know. Frankly, I don't care. So just trying to do a funny Please. show here. I hope you'll enjoy it. All right. Give me a chance here. But uh helmet Do you like? He doesn't know this because he's new, or he's just trolling, or whatever. But I'm already terminated. This channel that you're watching right now is currently terminated on YouTube. Okay, I can't explain that to you any better than that. But I have an email that says my channel is terminated already. So. Go for it, man. I don't know. Just do it. I who cares. I I'll bet ba- I'll upload everything to the backup channel, and when you take that one down, I'll upload everything to that one, and so on and so forth. Just like I already do with the Facebook page and everything else. It's really it's no big deal. Welcome to the internet. Everything's vapor. Nothing matters. Go fuck yourself. But yeah, been doing been doing the shit for like ten fucking years. <laughs> longer L- over uh, ten and a half years now. Been there, done that, man. I'll have like a moment of, oh boy, that chaps my hide and then it'll just keep trucking, man. We'll just figure it out. Or we'll get them to overturn it, which we did the last time my channel was terminated. So good luck. I, you know, uh, I, Here's what I would suggest you do. Try to have some fun. Come on, hang out. Are you enjoying this? I mean, there's got to be a part of you that is or you would have left already. You would have just reported and left. That's what somebody who's actually disliking what they're watching would do. Alternatively, maybe they would just keep trying to troll to get this very reaction to happen. And maybe I've just fallen for the troll. And what am I going to do? The whole show's derailed. There's just one problem. This show can be fucking 12 hours long. Who cares? The last one was like three hours. Could Fra- be the first time or the last? Our Friday show was five and a half hours long. There, I got no time limits here, okay? So I got as long as you do, buddy. Let's keep this thing rolling. Thank you for telling me here that uh, what's going on. I just couldn't keep up with it. I saw so many different people saying so many seemingly related but different kinds of things in there. I just wanted to make sure that, uh, I mean, that one particularly about the Blake Hogue thing seemed so out of place that I didn't really know how to respond to that. But Yeah, they're just being
1: faggots at Norm.
0: Well, I don't think I don't want to use the F slur. You know, I'm against these types of words. Um, We can do better than that. You know, elegant. That's a fun word. They're uh, they're being sassy. (laughs) Who cares? It doesn't matter. All right. Thank you for joining me in here. I'm going to go. Let's keep watching the show here. This is in Godfrey We trust. And let's take a look. I I forgot where we left off. So let's see
1: the gym. And people will say, man, you're always in the gym. Man, I'm going to keep it real as fuck. I have been horrible at exercise.
0: Wait, how did we get to this gym talk? Hang on a
1: second. Uh, it's tough. Like, as much as I go to the gym and people will say, man, you're always in the gym. Man, I'm going to keep it real as fuck. I have been horrible at exercise.
0: Do you know why I've been horrible at exercise? I hate working out. I have no idea how we got. It. So we introduce Keenan. And we're just immediately on to Godfrey talking about something else. So Kenan's just going to sit there, I guess. I don't know. At home,
1: in an apartment, it sucks so much ass. I don't. I, I just hate it. It, it psychologically, just psychologically, it bothers me. I just, I hate it. I, I'm, I'm a gym person. I need to go and be around the gym. I need to be where the machines and there's that that rubber smell of our dumb rubber shit on the ground, and I have to have that gym feel. In the house, when there's cookies and potato chips and shit, I'm doing a push up. I go to the cookie and go, man, that was tough. Let me get this cookie <laughs> so I can get it. I mean, literally, you know what I mean? You're watching TV. Mm-hmm. Then if you're doing something, you smash your dumb foot into a, a, a dresser and you're pissed. It, it, it's just, I don't know. It's just it, Who's working out at home? He almost who's said, doing- it.
0: Did you notice what he almost said just then? He almost said, It's weird. He was so close to saying it.
1: Are you Keenan? Are you working out at home? I'm trying, but I'm sleeping in too much.
0: Like that's. Oh yeah, Keenan. I have never seen Keenan work out again. I lived with him two and a half years. The man never worked out. Thing
1: like it's it's the motivation of actually getting up and doing something. Because like I work from home too. Whoa, and it's like if if nothing's going on at work, I'm taking naps. Like that's. (laughs) And isn't it? it it That's the truth. And we wonder why when we see, like, people that live out on the street, all oh, they just sitting around, go get a job. Motherfucker, we're kind of inside bombs, yo. <laughs> <laughs> think about it. Think how unmotivated we are right now. Think about how unmotivated we are. Like, it's no different. Like, when you are almost forced to live a certain life, you know what I mean? But all you got to do, I think the trick is, the reason why I've been doing stairs, which I know this shit's going to work. I just started doing the, the, like, I pretend like the
0: army. See, I miss it. Okay, see, uh, here's the thing. I don't have any time codes here or anything like that. I don't bother with that sort of stuff because then I, then you sit there. If you have time codes, you sit there and you have a guy going, uh, okay, one, nine, one, one forty-eight, six, seven, one, there, okay, there it is. You got that. So I just kind of like to wing it. Did I miss the part where Keenan shows that he's drinking the tea? Like not just sipping it. He specifically brings up the cup and goes, look, Godfrey, I'm drinking tea. There is a part in this video where he does it. I thought it was here at the beginning. Anyway,
1: just put a fucking some pounds on your back and walk. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been climbing my stairway. You know, thank God it's a high rise. I've been climbing my stairway.
0: 27 flights. Oh, there, oh, there he goes again gulp. He's got to start gulping.
1: And I do it three
0: times. No, no, it was two. He's nervous. This is the biggest thing he's ever been on. Well, no, probably Kill Tony, but that was no good. I don't think he realized he was on a podcast when he was on Kill Tony. He was just doing stand-up, so...
1: So let me try three, and then I said, yeah, third, one. I need to do it three times. You know, and it's been working. I
0: guess. I don't know, but... The one- this guy, this guy in the chat room thinks that I'm like serious. Like I think this is good, and I'm just showing you what is a good podcast. He's okay. Hang on, Randy, you're new. Give me a minute. I promise you. Just give me a minute. All right, one minute. Give it a minute.
1: The thing I don't want to come out of this thing is fat. Fuck that. Yeah. If you come out this bitch fat, man. <laughs> <laughs> If uh, Alex uh, comes out of this shit fat, we know we ain't
0: shit. If, if Alex comes, out- Kenan's trying so hard to butt in. He's going ooh, ooh, ooh. out of this bitch fat. If Andre comes out of this shit
1: fat, god, that'd damn. be great. I could use. I could put some pounds on.
0: You know what I mean.
5: I'm trying to gain a couple pounds. It's not even a gain. couple pounds. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you pick the two small... And there goes Keenan sipping away. People, you know, you know, Look at that. He tries to talk and everybody's like, Ugh. they all just shut down for a second. <laughs> you
1: pick the two smallest you, people. You know, I find it Whoa. interesting. Whew. I think how it's hard for some people to gain weight, but it's like really easy for... Some
0: of us like myself. Great addition, Keenan. Thank you so much for butting in with that. We really I don't know where the podcast would have gone without you. Well, I'm a
1: meso, I'm a mesomorph. And
0: I think Rob, Rob- All right, I don't know where the tea part is, but I let me just if you don't know what Wang sipping is, and again, Red Bar invented this, not me, but this is a thing that we caught uh Wang doing on the Dick Show where he was pretending to drink a coffee over and over again to the point where he had to bring out a different mug and pretend to drink out of that.
4: Welcome to Dick. You want to Dick in the studio? I got it. Fast it's a motion. Everything's a
0: contest. Going to be live around Mount Buckingham. Hard to the studio. Happy is? Well, Pacifico. Is it the way that I'm Look. ripping as Pacifico? Is uh, still sipping. I'm Sip seat. one. Goblin Slayer. I read them all again. I've read all of Reddit repeatedly. Sip cannot two. Can I get back on this time? All I wanted to do. It was one of those VidCon parties, actually. Yeah. yeah. This is. It is. Yeah. Look. It's like living in. I'm mean, just like three. having parents again. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> let me see if I can. <laughs> and and now, now he's got a new container. container he's sipping out of. The show hasn't even begun. Once drew a. This is before the show. Hard dicks. Sip five. Cocky. I'm in the studio too. Um. It's nice to see you not in prison. Sip six. Did everything work out with your parents? Okay. Uh. Here it. Here it is. Okay. Wang loves the sipping. So we call that Wang sipping. I don't know. Other shows they call it other stuff. We call that Wang sipping. I had no idea Keenan was one of these people where he's got to sip away over and over again. The thing I was trying to find for you there is Keenan at one point he actually brings up his mug and he shows it to Godfrey and he goes, "By the way, Godfrey, look. I'm drinking tea." And Godfrey's like, "Cool, Keenan. Oh, yeah." good job, buddy. It's like when a retarded kid brings you his crayon drawing, he's like, N- I do a dog! And it's just a black line across the page, just a single black line, and he pressed the crayon into the surface of the paper so hard, it just broke off chunks as he went, you know, those little tiny dust chunks as he went. He's like, I do a dog! And you're like, sweet, man. Well, we were in the middle of talking about you know, stuff, so... And he's like, but look. Bobby is a mesomorph. And I think... So now Godfrey's talking about their body types. Now, here's where the show gets really nuts. Let me find the... So they go to another commercial. Okay? (laughs) This is another commercial. And watch the... I've never seen a segment like this in the history of podcasting. Check out the segment they do after this commercial. Common use. By the way, the entire... I have just skipped about... 14 or 15 minutes of the podcast, and Keenan doesn't speak in any of that. All right? He's completely quiet. The code
1: Godfrey for 20% off, man. Let's get rid of that swamp ass. All right, let's get back to the show. I brought out my dictionary, okay? Okay. I brought my dictionary, buddy, and you know me and my random shit, but I think I should at least give you a a, a word, and you're going to really like it.
0: This is nuts. So Godfrey has a dictionary, and he's going to teach us a new word. Now, I, it's, has it ever been done? It, maybe there's a podcast about dictionaries where they read a, every episode. They do a new entry of the dictionary. You know, episode one, aardvark. I don't know. But it does, I have to say, and I'm saying this as an ally to the movement When it's a black comedian talking to another black comedian and an Asian guy and a lady and a guy of unknown origin, you know, of Aladdin's, like, cousin, maybe. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe North Africa or something. I can't tell. It does kind of feel like they're just now figuring out words. I... I really don't like to look at it that way. Maybe the man just loves vocabulary. Maybe he just has a real excitement for words. But I can't, and this is my own racial biases. I can't help but feel like he's just, he's like, damn, I never even looked into a dictionary before. How'd you like that impression? Are you all ready? You
1: ready for this word? And everybody's going to dig this word. And people, I want to tell you all, I thank you guys for complimenting me on bringing out the dictionary. Because everybody's asking me, what is that dictionary you're using? I want to get a dictionary. Aha!
0: Here we go. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? And then he doesn't even tell you the dictionary. What is that dictionary you're using, by the way? And (laughs) ha ha! Anyway, let me read you a word. Now, this says here that this is an N word. No, no, Godfrey, that's noun. That's a noun. Ready?
1: (laughs) Franz. Or Frederick
0: Anton Mesmer. Okay, it's a proper noun. I didn't even know dictionaries had this. Maybe I am learning something. Watch this.
1: Austrian physician who sought to treat disease through animal magnetism, an early therapeutic application of hypnotism. Hmm. Fre- <laughs> this
0: is. Now, you might have thought there'd be some sort of comedic spin to this. Maybe he's going somewhere with this. Maybe there's definitely... Oh, that looks bad. You know what? Let's just... Maybe he's going somewhere with this. Maybe there's like... uh, This is like an Adam Carolla bit, you know? And they're going to... Bald Brian's going to start playing the sound effects, and they're going to turn it into a game show, and uh, it'll be fun. Nope. No, 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 no. The entire segment is learning a new word. (laughs) So, I mean, again, maybe on the Sesame Street podcast, you know, I could see Oscar the Grouch coming out of the can and going, Today's word, kids, is... I had no idea that my friends here at Gas Digital were doing this.
1: Frederick Anton Mesmer. What what word comes from that?
0: Mesmerized. Mesmerize. Hey. Keenan didn't know it, by the way. Let's point out that Keenan did not know that
1: mesmerize. He
0: couldn't figure it out. So,
1: is, isn't that the shit?
0: See, here's it. Is. I get. And, and guess what? So he, he, that's it. That's the segment. Isn't that the shit? He just thinks it's crazy that the word mesmerize came from a man's name.
1: So great about this book. It has the world history. When the members of an audience sit mesmerized by a speaker, their reactions do not take the form of dancing, sleeping, or falling into convulsion But if Franz Anton Mesmer were addressing the audience. Such behavior could be expected. Mesmer, a visionary 18th century physician, believed cures could be effected by having patients do things such as sit with their feet in a fountain of magnetized water while holding cables attached to magnetized trees. He probably shocked the fuck out of them. Well, Mesmer.
5: I just looked up yeah. what mag what animal magnetism means, and I don't know if they, if they mean magnetized like with literal magnets because... Animal magnetism.
0: I mean, we are literally in real time watching people just figure out definitions. That's the entire thing, and they do this every episode apparently.
1: Magnetism. He's doing real like magnet shit. Yeah.
5: Well, <laughs> it, it says here that animal mag.
0: Lewis, listen, we're business partners, okay? Can I? I don't want to be mean. Can we have a talk with Godfrey about this? That it's, I I think he's smarter than this. I just, I truly think he is smarter than this. There's something very odd about this. I can't imagine his audience is actually sitting there going, thank God this is happening. I never would have known about dictionaries.
5: Magnetism, also known as mesmerism, was the name given by German doctor Franz Mesmer. Um, to what he believed to be
0: an invisible... And again, Keenan dead silent during this. All he can do is sip. I
5: might have to start sipping. Possessed by all living things, including humans, animals, and vegetables.
1: Wow. See, Mesmer then came to believe that magnetic powers resided in himself, and during highly fashionable curative sessions in Paris, he caused his patients to have reactions ranging from sleeping or dancing to convulsions... These react-
0: In the chat, they say, how to be a guest on a podcast. Stay totally silent at all times. We are 20 minutes in. Keenan so far has maybe said three sentences.
1: ...were actually brought about by hypnotic powers that Mesmer was unaware he possessed. One of his pupils named Pasiger then used the term mesmerism. First recorded Pasiga, please. in English in 1802 for Mesmer's practices. The related word mesmerize, first recorded in English in 1825, having shed its reference to the hypnotic doctor, lives on the sense to enthrall. That shit is dope. I'm sorry, guys, but that uh, shit is hot.
0: I agree. Hey, listen, I love reading the dictionary. I'm right there with him. I just, I would. To me, it would be like if I started reading to you the font book on my computer, which one day I may do. We may have a font chat where I just sit here and I tell you all the fonts I have. You know, I just downloaded some animated fonts yesterday. It cost me a pretty penny, too. $45, okay? I paid for some animated fonts. We're talking, which ones did I get? Hookie. I got hookie. I got something called space. Some, this is what I'm talking about. Did you see how your brain just glazed over? You don't want to hear this shit. You might like words. You don't want to hear it on a comedy podcast.
1: Kiss my ass. That shit is hot. All right. Uh-huh.
0: You like that? Let's see if we get nope. into some Keenan. Yeah. What is, uh, can, can I get a request for a word? They keep the word section going. This, I'm telling you, this is a strange podcast, man. Yes, what's Can word? I get
1: a word request? What about Mesomorph?
0: Okay, mesomorph- so they're going back to the mesomorph. They're going to do this multiple times throughout this episode. They bring up this mesomorph thing. So Keenan, if you don't know, Keenan, his big thing is that he's a former Jehovah's Witness. He was kicked out of the Jehovah's Witnesses. He used to live in the Dominican Republic. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to show it to you either. I'm not going to lie to you. They're pretty enthralled with Kenan's story about being a Jehovah's Witness. And he actually gets off some funny tales and they're laughing and having a good time. Me personally, I'm not laughing while I watch it. But part of that is because every time Kenan goes on any show ever, he ends up talking about being a Jehovah's Witness. He might have even done it when he was on my show. I don't remember. He was on one episode of Pot Awful. And I think I specifically did not want to talk about that. But that's what this whole episode becomes about. So they start talking about who started um, the Jehovah's Witnesses. They start pulling up pictures of members
1: that they could just make shit up. Oh hell yeah! Look at this motherfucker <laughs> here. Wow, Looks like he beat people too. <laughs> so
0: this is the guy that started the Jehovah's Witnesses. And every time they bring somebody up, it's just an old white guy. So they're like damn, he be looking like he owns slaves. And it's like, well, you could just look that up. He might not have. What if he was like the guy who didn't? You know, I don't know, by the way. I'm not going to bother looking it up because I'm not going to be the one making those jokes. But then it gets particularly strange. They start talking about, you know, you can't think about Jehovah's Witnesses. And this is another thing that happens every single time they talk about uh, Keenan being a Jehovah's Witness, you start thinking about the other weird religions, the American religions, like Mormonism, Scientology, all that kind of stuff, Seventh-day Adventists and all that. They all end up getting brought up. So they start asking... Godfrey doesn't know who invented Mormonism, okay? And he starts asking about that, as if Keenan's going to know. He thinks it's all the same thing. It's like the way a black guy will be like... Uh, Oh, so you from Japan. Now, where exactly did the idea of fortune cookies come from? And the Japanese guy will be like, I don't know. I'm from Japan. And he's like, yeah, but it's the same. You know, He, it's the same thing for him. He's like, sure. Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, whatever. Tell me about the plates. Yeah. That's so crazy, man. Damn. I remember there was an article that said something D-
1: like... John, Smith. John yeah, Smith. Yeah, I
0: got it. So they... He asks, Who is the guy that invented Mormonism? And they say, John Smith. Now that's going to be an issue. They like, refer
1: to us as, as like the Negro, etc. Cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, yo, this is the
0: <laughs> Oh my God. So so again, they're doing that thing where it's like, oh my God, look at this motherfucker. It looked like he owned slaves. And it's like, well, yeah, probably. But of course, they're looking at John Smith. There's just one problem. The guy who invented Mormonism is, of course, Joseph Smith. So watch what they do. To John Smith, a guy who, I don't know, he fucked Pocahontas or something.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Which, by the way, if you fuck Pocahontas, like this is how you, you cannot call a guy who fucks Pocahontas racist. And I know the woke folk are going to have a problem with that. But hear me out. Think about this. You're a white dude. It's, I don't know, 1400 and dickety two. And you've never seen a Native American before. You didn't know they existed. So this is not just a different race. It's a brand new race. I'm sorry, but if a guy in the KKK takes his hood off, goes to the bar one night, and meets, I don't know, a green lady, and the green lady is like, and he's like, yeah, all right, I'll fuck you. Then he's not a racist. He's not really a racist. That's a brand new race. And Pocahontas is the same as a green person talking gibberish as far as I'm concerned. You can't be a racist if you would, you know, mingle amongst a totally new type of person. It's just a crazy idea. I'm so tired of the, the, oh, you've got a black friend. Well, yeah, if I have a black friend, I'm not a racist, okay? You know why? Because if I was a racist, I would have no black friends. Oh, you married to a black woman you think you're not racist. I'll do you one better. I married to a green woman from, uh, from Planet Micmac. Oh, wait, that is, I think that's the actual name of an Indian tribe.
1: Never mind. Woohoo! You think he had black friends?
0: From Murgatroyd, okay? Heavens to Murgatroyd. Sassy. He came in on a ship. Woo. He came in on a ship, they said. By the way, that's racist. That's, you're saying he's fresh off the boat? We used to be fresh off the boat, okay? So watch what you say.
1: Hell, yeah. Oh, my God. Hell, did you think
0: that motherfucker? So again, this is not the guy they meant to look up. They're looking for Joseph Smith, and they're losing it over John.
1: Wait, is that him? Put put in John Smith. Smith, I think that was the Pocahontas guy.
0: He goes. I think that was the Pocahontas guy. That's what I said. So Keenan's at least as fucking stupid as I am, and I've got Down syndrome. But
1: John Smith was like they have real pictures of the guy. Yeah, (laughs)
0: John Smith uh, Mormon. That's a different John Smith. (laughs) (laughs) He says, "Put in John Smith Mormon." good luck. <laughs> oh, I did not mean to, sorry, happy to be here. But to roast his ass.
1: <laughs> like, oh, no,
0: my team. Okay, here we go. Hold on. Here
1: we go. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk about Jesus, mate. Oh, white man. Oh, oh. Oh, wow. The
0: and they go, oh, Joseph Smith. Let me guess. Does this motherfucker look like he owns slaves? Yeah. This. Look at this that motherfucker. Like oh, fuck it. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, they say. So this, I mean, imagine this imagine I, w- I had a guest on the show and he was telling me about Frederick Douglass. And I was like, damn, Frederick Douglass. Let's look that motherfucker up. Uh, so I'm about to, fuck with your... Hang on that's a second. A dope thing. I'm about to type in Frederick Douglass, all right? Now, hang on a second. Frederick Douglass. And you say he did what now? He was invited to the White House despite being a black man? Now, let me take a look at this. This is Frederick Doug. You talking about Black Einstein? Ugh, yuck. Gross. <laughs> he ugly. What's wrong with his skin, bro? Oh, his hair. Why is it white? Why is his hair bushy like a broom? Gross. That's what they're doing, right? like shoe on the other foot this is what they're doing <laughs> it's an insane thing to do john smith grows Oh, look he be wearing a shakespeare collar and shit
5: i mean the the book of mormon uh, on Broadway was, is so good and it's a, oh, such a yeah. great job of so, like
1: amazing. how so good. insane yeah, that
5: religion
0: is and like oh yeah thank you so much for clearing that up okay so let's get to a Kenan part here I know I've been keeping you guys with all this Godfrey stuff but I had to show you this podcast it is fucking insane alright let me type this in I'm gonna find the part here they talk about you know Kenan's parents aren't just Jehovah's Witnesses they are like notorious Jehovah's Witnesses. These are guys who are famous in the Jehovah's Witness community, which this whole episode, they're talking about, how come black people are Jehovah's Witnesses? There's a lot of black people. there. I didn't realize there were so many black people that were Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, really? You never heard of the artist formerly known as Alive Prince? Kind of famous Jehovah's Witness guy, isn't he? I, I don't know. Call me crazy. Somehow I knew that. So let me go. Okay, we'll go to this part right here. I'm just kind of clicking a random spot, and this is nuts. They start talking about his parents, and Keenan says something that is very funny. If you are me,
1: and they're like, "How could
0: you violate? How do you feel
1: uh, violating Jehovah's law by having sex outside of marriage?" And I was like, hmm, "Pretty well. How did? You, what's your relationship with your with your family like today?" Yeah.
0: Um well my parents are older now. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I mean every day. My parents are older now too. And they're older right now. And they're older right now. Oh my god, my dad just got younger. He says his parents are older now. Okay, interesting. So what does he mean by that?
1: Um well my parents are older now. Yeah. So I basically check up on them and stuff because they're older. Like, like oh, we can okay. we yeah. can communicate when it's like business or like emergency and stuff like that.
0: Oh, he checks up on it. He's taking care of his old folks. You know, they're in their seventies. My dad is seventy five. His parents are both in their seventies, and he's just taking care of them. He's checking With up that, on them.
1: Wow. Do they, res- my- Do they resent you? Like, no,
0: no, because no, he.
1: No, was, I mean, my dad was bad when 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 I came home and stuff. But wow. at this point, it's like, yo. Because my parents are
0: in their 70s. Yeah. So and They're so- old folks. They're in their 70s. Kenan's got to check in on them. I mean, he moved across the country from them. They live in Pennsylvania. He lives in Los Angeles, California now. He literally couldn't be further from them unless he moved to, I don't know, fucking Alaska or Hawaii. But he's, he's taking care of them. He's a good son that way. Um, oh, except for the fact that when he lived with me, and he's... Uh, Keenan's like 37 years old. He was like 35 or something living with me. His parents were paying his rent every month for him. A 30-something-year-old man and his poor 70-year-old parents were paying his rent because he couldn't pay it. Because at first, he lied about having a job. And then he finally got the job. And he still somehow couldn't afford his room. Now, let me tell you something. I'll tell you how much I actually rented this room out to Keenan for. And it's going to sound crazy, but this is New York. We're talking prime real estate Brooklyn, okay? I had a nice apartment in Brooklyn. Very nice. Three-floor apartment and uh, in a good area, a block away from the train, right near a real grocery store. Prime real estate across from a park. Okay. And Kenan's room was the largest bedroom in the apartment. It was the master bedroom, actually. I took the entire basement floor for my studio and everything else. The middle floor was a living room, the kitchen, everything shared. And upstairs, he had the master bedroom. So that room was going to cost more. And it was only $1,200 a month. Now, that might sound like a lot to you. But if you've ever lived in New York City, that's pretty run-of-the-mill. You can get a lot worse places for $1,200. This was a pretty nice place to live. And Keenan couldn't fucking afford it not once. Not one month. Two and a half years of living there. Every month, his parents were floating him some money so he could afford it. He never caught up. This is why he started being late on his rent payments. Because eventually, his parents were like, Keenan. You're 35, the comedy career is going nowhere, the dream is over, come back home, we're tired of paying this white boy rent for you. $1,200 is cheap, they say in the uh, chat room, way cheaper than I thought it would be. Okay, see, and keep in mind, this is a couple years ago, so I'm thinking about it seeming expensive then, but yes, I agree with you, I think that is cheap, it's certainly way fucking cheaper than my rent. In that place. It's certainly cheaper than my rent here now. Way fucking cheaper. Fuck, man. But he couldn't pull it together. So he's taking care of his parents in their 70s. Could have sworn they were taking care of him. And by the way, Keenan's never caught up. He was, after he left, mail kept coming in. And it was obvious for Keenan. And he never got it redirected. And of course, he didn't want it redirected. Because it was bills he owed. It was like, you know, when they do that obvious thing where they're like, they make it so you can't see through the envelope. They do all the security stuff, but printed on the outside of it is warning, important, must read immediately. You must respond to this ASAP. We've been trying to reach you. It's like, well, that's clearly a bill for Keenan. He ain't ever going to pay that. How much does he owe on Amazon on his Amazon credit card? thousands of dollars still yeah well i guess i'm never getting that late payment from keenan you know,
1: you're getting old you're in your 70s this this basically my attitude is just like this is stupid and you're, gonna, you're gonna hold that grudge till whenever huh yeah i was just like this i was yeah. just like this i was just like this is stupid You guys
0: are all very terrible. That's a (laughs) terrible... Yeah, he told them how it is. And this is the story. He would tell me this story. He told everybody that came over this story of how he got excommunicated and then had to tell his parents, like, you know what? Nah, see? I'm a grown-ass man now. You dig? That's how Keenan talks when he tries to sound black. He he literally goes, word. 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 I'm not kidding. He does it all the time. So he really... He struggles to seem black. He struggles to be accepted by his black brethren, and I think that's why he came after me as being a racist. I think that's why he posts about it constantly on facebook i don't I don't fault him for it. You know. I actually feel bad for Keenan because i mean one, his uncle George Floyd died, but also the guy has never been accepted by the brothers. you know they look at him and they go. Yeah, you know, we, we're we good. Our We're all squatted up right now. I think we can do without the token uh, Urkel in our club. So thanks, but no thanks. Kenan's friends growing up have always been white. I mean, he was a Jehovah's Witness. So everybody he knew was white. He goes to the Dominican Republic. Maybe he met a few black Dominicans down there, but he was with other Jehovah's Witness missionaries down there. So it was a bunch of white kids. I've seen videos of it. I know it for a fact. There were black... Jehovah's Witnesses down there with him as well. But every video is him hanging out with the white kids. Every photo is him hanging out with the white kids. He's never been accepted. So I get it. He's trying to lean into his black power. He wants to be accepted so bad. But he's got this voice and this volume. And everything he says is right here. So he's never going to be accepted. Except by Godfrey, a dark skin ass brother. So Godfrey is becoming his writing partner is accepting Keenan on the uh, podcast here and let me see if I can find this part so i'm going to show you the i'm going to show you the plugs they do at the end for Keenan because they're very interesting you know they enjoyed Keenan on this program they liked his appearance they liked his stories and they wanted to give him a good time and Godfrey has a lot of very nice things to say about Keenan. He thinks Keenan is gonna be the next big thing. He's making big moves. Shows and man, our first table read was about thirty Hang on a second, Actually, let me go a little bit before this. He's talking about the table read they did for the thing they're writing on together. No
1: doubt. Well, Andre's X, Y, and Z, so that we all are like, Oh, I don't want to be like Andre. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> the way that they that's the way that they do it. Hey. Well, this was awesome. This was a good... Next time, we, because we got to talk about that aspect of writing because we've been writing project together and we've been spending time on it in the past couple... And
0: you might think that's a big deal, by the way. You might go, shit, I mean, he did... He started writing with a well-known comedian they're working on something to get... Shit like this happens all the time. It's so easy to get to know a guy and go, let's work on something together. I mean, I don't know if you noticed this. I got on Gas Digital by just asking, so... It's pretty easy to pull something like this off. Don't think it's that big a deal. But congratulations to Keenan. Good for him.
1: We have really had a table read on Zoom. It's fucking coming together like nobody's business. We've had help from five, six, seven different people who are writers on shows. And man, our first table read was about 30-something people on there. We had no idea. So we can talk about that next time next time because we are past an hour and uh, this Keenan Jerome Floyd because I can read it on his shirt wow
0: remember what I told you at the- oh my god embarrassing I said at the beginning of this he had to check his notes to remember Keenan's name now he's literally admitting that he couldn't remember his name unless he was wearing it on the shirt good fucking thing you were wearing the Keenan Jerome Floyd shirt Keenan Godfrey completely forgot who you were again. And uh, this Keenan, Jerome Floyd. I- Look at that. He goes, Keenan. And he wanted to check the note. His like, eyes sort of darted for a second. But then he sees it on Keenan's shirt. And he realizes, fuck it, I can cheat. But he knows he's got that itch in the back of his head where it's like, Tell on yourself. Just telling yourself, man. Just go ahead. Tell on yourself. You're, you're fucking up so they can see. They know it. It's imposter syndrome. Ah, fuck. They're going to know that you are you didn't remember the guy's name. Just tell on yourself. Just make sure everybody knows you're guilty. It's one of these things. People give themselves away like this. Watch him. Or past an hour,
1: and uh, this Keenan, Jerome Floyd, because I can read it on his shirt. <laughs> Keenan DeRoe, this was wow. awesome. It was just kick-ass. at is your um, Instagram there, Keenan? My Instagram is at dangerously awkward.
0: <laughs> Quick look up imposter syndrome in the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Dang. <laughs> at dangerously awkward. Dangerously awkward on Instagram.
0: Godfrey didn't know his Instagram. At so dangerously awkward, folks. You all should. Um, he is
1: also a stand-up comedian and all that other good stuff. What a life.
0: Good stuff. Disagree.
1: And you all go to his Instagram, at Dangerously Awkward. And you will, what is, your, yeah, you work with um special effects company too, right?
0: Excuse me? Hello? What have we here? You work with a special effects company too, right? Now, this is, again, news to me. I, I get, I don't. Keenan moved to L.A. because his dream is to become a filmmaker. He might be a comedian, but what he really wants to be is a filmmaker. I'm talking he wants to be the next Tarantino, the next John Singleton, okay, Spike Lee. He fancies himself that way, and we've seen, we've watched his films on this show. They're not good. So I never thought it would happen for him. But apparently, he's actually working at a big Hollywood studio now. I might actually have to give it up to Keenan. It's awkward. And you will... What is The next Jordan Peele, yes. Yeah, you work with um, special effects company too, right? Yes. Marvel? Or what do you do? Marvel. Marvel.
1: Yeah, I work with a company called The Third Floor. And we work on the pre and post Viz of some of the biggest movies out there.
0: That's huge. Now, if you don't know what pre post I mean, that's like setting up the storyboards. It's basically imagining how a movie will look using 3D rendering. These are big companies. And he's saying he's working at the biggest one in all of Hollywood. The
1: pre and post-vis of some of the biggest movies out there. Um, we work on all of Marvel's movies. Fuck, We work man. on most of Disney's movies. And we work on... we no. We're literally like the biggest pre-visualization company in Hollywood. So we worked on almost everything. That's amazing. you have some big projects that just...
0: Somebody says Staples is technically a special effects company. He used to work at Staples. So yeah, Came in this week that I'll have to tell you about offline. But Okay, bet. Yeah, see, you guys don't understand.
1: Keenan is about to be a force to be reckoned with. Was-
0: Godfrey is impressed. I mean, this is what Keenan's been telling him. Keenan has been going to Godfrey and going, Hey, look, I work for Marvel. I work for Disney. I'm in Hollywood. I should write with you. And Godfrey's like, Oh damn, that sounds dope. Bet, bet, bet. All right, sure. On some
1: real shit, man. Yeah. Cause you are getting good. You're getting like, you're, you're grooming yourself to be like a force though on some real shit you know that's real
0: and Keenan go he does the prayer hand he does the andre fingers he tinted his fingers don't talk you just started your own bit. your own company he started his own company i don't even know what that's in reference to now i was shocked by this and i wanted to congratulate keenan very much on his step up in the world you know i will end the godfrey thing there i want to congratulate him on his step up in the world so, I wanted to look into this third floor thing that he's working for, the biggest pre company in all of Hollywood. I mean, that's huge. So, I go to Keenan's LinkedIn. <laughs> you know where this is going, right? I go to Keenan's LinkedIn account here. This is for sure him. It says Keenan Floyd and. <laughs> <laughs> Greater Los Angeles area. It says he uh, went to Pennsylvania College of Technology. I know he went there. There's the third floor. But if you read here, it says he's an IT support specialist. Now, call me crazy, but listening to the way Godfrey was talking about that, it really sounded like he was part of the pre team like he was working on the movies it turns out Keenan is an IT guy there which means what he's doing is and I'm telling you this is what it means he's plugging in people's keyboards for them he's plugging in the machines you know occasionally he'll have to change a cat 5 to a cat 6 on a server rack that's it that's all he's doing um LOL, he was fired from UBS. Uh, uh, guy, Hey, stop letting the people distract you in the chat. Just ignore them. What are you doing? See, then I come to the chat, and when I go to see your funny comments, you're talking about these guys. This is what they want. Are you retarded? Don't be as stupid as they are. There's literally guys in there who think that I work with Louis J. Gomez. You're talking about literal retarded people. Come on. Ignore them. Fuck, dude. thought you guys were smarter than that. Um, this show is canceled. Damn, fuck, man. That sucks. Nah, he's not even that. He answers phone calls. I mean, an IT guy. I could be an IT guy. Let me tell you how easy it is to be an IT guy. Do you have Google? Can you read? You can be an IT guy. That's all it is. All IT is is somebody goes, uh, hey, Keenan, um, for some reason, I can't, uh, hit the escape key on my keyboard anymore. And Keenan's like, ah, shit, did you try on un- disconnecting the Bluetooth for your keyboard and then reconnecting it? And the guy goes, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll come down to your desk. And then he goes to the guy's desk and there's gum stuck over the escape key, like visibly several pieces of chewed gum. And he's like, do you think maybe this could be the problem? And the guy's like, I don't know. And then he just he gets a scraper from the janitor closet and scrapes all the gum off the keyboard and then presses it. It works. He goes there. And then he goes back to a closet that they have him live in where he sleeps upside down like a bat. It says, uh, third floor IT support specialist. He's been working there since May 2019, a year and two months. That's better than he usually does. I serve as an IT support specialist in support of a high-volume, high-demand visualization company in Hollywood. <laughs> okay, so you're an IT guy. He worked as an IT guy at UBS before that. And before that, he, of course, worked at Staples. He calls himself a Certified Technical Associate. Which is to say, he was the guy you ask, uh, hey, you got any printers? Uh, you got any printers? And then Keenan would go, yeah, in the back. So he was a technical associate. He was a real technician there. He was the assistant. Oh, this is interesting. So when I lived with Keenan, he got one of the first jobs he got, because he needed two in order to pay his rent, he got a job at Caroline's on Broadway, a big comedy club. And, of course, a lot of guys will try to get a job there thinking it'll get them on stage. Typically, that is not true except for little shitty shows you wouldn't want to do anyway. But he says he was an assistant manager at Caroline's on Broadway for a year and seven months starting in November of 2016. Well, that's true. That month is right. November 2016. I don't know if he was there until 2018. I seem to remember him having some trouble paying rent until then. So I can't can't say for sure if that part's true. But as I recall... Keenan described his duties at Caroline's as being a doorman. <laughs> Could have sworn you were just the guy taking tickets at the door. This says you're an assistant manager. I don't know. I guess he moved on up in the world, and I hadn't even heard about it. Barely did any IT. He also worked at Good Burger. Very funny. Rookie Numbers. Hey, guys, did you know Mersh used to work at a strip club? Crazy. We're not even talking about that. So, okay, let's go to Kenan's new podcast. It's called The Light-Skinned Perspective. And this is, so he's on his own home turf here. The last podcast, he barely spoke for most of it. He was wildly uncomfortable. He was taking fake sips out of his mug. By the end of the show, he was still sipping. He never got up and got more. So there's no way he still had it, but he was fake sipping toward the end of that show. He should be comfortable here with his co-host, Maurice Green, Mo Green, okay, is his co-host. And they host us, they're both light-skinned black fellows. They want to give you their perspective on things. It's just one problem. Keenan is an Urkel and can't roast for shit. And your typical black comedian, what makes them so funny is they are so good at roasting. A black guy can say some shit just so naturally that makes no fucking sense at all. And you will feel bad for the next two weeks about it. You'll be thinking about it. Like, you will remember what he called you. He'll he'll call you he'll call you a pong-head ninny-muggin, and you'll be like, God damn it, do people still remember he said that? A black dude will be on set. Like, I was one time at a uh, at a Sherrod small stand-up set, and I've got long hair, so he was like, here's a white guy looking weird. I'm going to pull him out. He tried everything on me to feel bad. Of course, he didn't know I do comedy, so I'm like... I'm sorry, Sherrod. I've seen you at your lowest. Like, this isn't hurting me. But I played along for the audience. Same guy, though. Sherrod Small will stand up in front of an audience and point a guy out. There'll just be some random white dude in the audience, and he'll be like, damn, look at this motherfucker. He got two eyebrows on his motherfucking face, and the whole crowd will lose it. He does have two (laughs) eyebrows. Oh, my God. Look at him walking around like a two-eyebrow-having motherfucker a black dude can devastate you with some dozens. All right? That's the point here. Keenan cannot. He's incapable of that. This Mo Green guy loves a good roast. So Keenan is on a show where his co-host does not respect him and is constantly making fun of him, and he cannot cope with it. He's coping with it the way the two-eyebrow guy would cope with it, where two weeks later, he's going to be at the water cooler. You know, he's he works at... Uh, Goldman Sachs and just out of nowhere he's going to punch the water cooler and explode it all over the building and go fuck it fuck it I do have two eyebrows I see all of you looking at me watching my brows let's watch that's At the
1: end of the day, that's really what comedy is about.
0: They've got a third guy on here too, this guy, Sean Davis. You can't understand a word this guy says. His mic is so overmodulated and they're too afraid. He's, like he's like a rap guy or something. And so they're too scared to say anything to him. So the whole show, he just sounds like, and they're just like, ha ha, yes, yes. We do agree with everything you have to say.
1: Comedy is really about your authentic, authentic, the, your authentic self i thought the I thought it was a bigger word than it actually was
0: okay, so Keenan doesn't know the word authenticity. he couldn't say it, so he found a way around it. he porky pigged his way around that word, no problem, so he says authentic self, and that that authentic puts a thought in mo Green's head that would also go into my head when he says that
1: the, your authentic self i thought the I thought it was a bigger word than it actually was.
0: Yo, Keenan.
2: Uh, I just want
1: to um, let you know, Keenan
0: is autistic, so don't mind him. So, <laughs> I mean, just fucking annihilated him. He says, "I just want to let you know, Keenan is autistic, so don't mind him. He's got that AU gold, ladies and gentlemen." Uh, I I mean, how do you do that to your co-host, to a stranger like this? The guest they have doesn't know who Keenan is. And the guy is like, i just let you know. He says it seriously, too. That's the other way a black guy will get you. He'll say it like he means it. And you're just like, "Fuck! wait, what? No, I'm not. Watch Kenan's face during this exchange, too. It's incredible. And
1: the, your authentic self. I thought, the, I thought it was a bigger word than it actually was.
2: Yo, Kenan, <laughs> I just want to um, let you know Kenan is autistic, yeah. so don't mind him.
0: What? That dead silence, that wasn't me pausing it. Keenan didn't know how to come back from that. Wait until he's at the water cooler. He's about to get fired from third floor. He's going to go, I do work on Marvel movies. And they're going to go, what? And he's going to punch the shit out of something. I just want to um, let you know Keenan is autistic, so don't mind him. Mel, uh, should. Whoo, so now Keenan's going to try to come back. He's going to try to hit him with some dozens of his own, and it ain't going to go anywhere. He's autistic, so don't mind him.
1: Mo, uh shouldn't be saying shit about anybody looking stupid, by the way.
0: Wow, got him. Oh, oh no, actually, sir, you are the stupid one, was Keenan's comeback.
1: No disrespect. No disrespect to uh, anybody that's autistic.
0: And then he, oh my God, fucking loser move. He walks it back and goes, actually, no offense to autistic people. I wouldn't want to hurt anyone's feelings here. Nigga just called you autistic. The autistic's feelings already hurt. You're not walking it back from Mo saying it. So either go with Mo is stupid too or don't do it. But this is the problem of being fake woke is you got to watch your words. You can't be woke and black it doesn't work they are diametrically opposed and this is something they keep figuring out the hard way over and over again white people really keep figuring it out the hard way where they're like we're your allies we're here for you blm the gays and the trans are here for you and then the black guys are like uh yeah no nah, homo, no homo thank you though cool it maybe Maybe don't be so much here for us. We weren't looking for so many allies, you know? Do you have any straight friends you could bring over with us? So, this is the problem. They can't do that. They don't like gay.
1: No disrespect. No disrespect to uh, anybody that's autistic. Wow. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Keenan makes Donald Trump's son look like Albert Einstein.
0: The way he, it's, man, I don't know what it is. It's something about the cadence. This is what I love about black dudes doing comedy. They're so good at it because they have this cadence where the, it was, the, what he said wasn't particularly good. Made sense. It's a funny joke, I guess. But the way he said it fucking sells it so hard where he goes, Kenan makes Donald Trump's son look like Albert. Einstein, it, the, every single syllable perfectly delivered, and it just crushes Keenan.
2: Keenan makes Donald Trump's son like Albert Einstein.
0: Oh shit, shit no! And the dude, the other dude's like, oh shit, no. So the other dude gets the joke. You get the joke. I get the joke. This dude who just walked out of a Shug Knight Hotel gets the joke, who just fell out of Suge Knight's hotel window, gets the joke. Keenan does not get the joke. <laughs> Which is maybe, I mean, that might be saying something. What What do you think about Mo Green's roast? <laughs> so now he's going to try to go, oh, this is not a good roast. Mo is bad at this. You're I'm
2: right. just, yeah, I'm just he, glad, I'm glad he doesn't do with me because, you know what I'm saying? Because,
0: no, I don't know. I literally do not know what you're saying. Please step away from the microphone a couple more feet. You yeah. hey, bro. See, he doesn't does,
2: does see me go in, man. Shut down the elbow room plenty of times, man. You know,
1: yeah. I don't see my do some shit. I don't think, I don't think his roast makes sense. I just
2: <laughs> you. I just killed you just now.
0: <laughs> I just killed you just now. What are you talking about? You're dead. I murdered you. I said, you're dumber than Trump's retard son. But Kenan, he is a stickler about it. He's going to, it's not about the joke, it's about the information. Was he right? Did the joke perfectly make sense? By the way, a black guy's joke should never make sense. I don't want them ever saying something that is factually accurate. It won't be as funny. Okay, what makes it funny is that there is some ambiguity to what the hell they're saying. Man walking around looking like he gone to a limp biscuit concert. And you're like, that just looks like a regular guy in a suit. What are you talking about? That is what makes it so fucking funny. But Keenan's a stickler, man.
1: You just killed me just now with Let's that go. with that hack, with that hack ass roast. How's that? How's that hack?
2: Son. Which you know, son know. are we talking you about?
1: Got a, he got three know. sons.
2: Come on, man. You know the the one that's the one that's special. We we was
0: I just he talked got about three special sons. I just talked about autism. And then I say, his- now he's having to explain the Keenan, professional comedian is having a joke explained to him because it was about him. He didn't like it. So now he's having to have it explained to him. I just he talked got about three special sons. Watch the way he holds his hand through this. Mo is going to hold Keenan's hand and go, listen to me, Keenan. Okay. You're looking pretty stupid. This is live. Digga?
2: I just talked about autism. And then I said, his, we know you talk, we, you know we talk about Do the little Do we
1: know boy. which son has autism?
2: The, the
0: little one. <laughs> so apparently Keenan hasn't heard the news about Baron Trump.
1: Oh, see, <laughs> you had to explain that shit. Hack roast.
0: <laughs> Hack roast because the guy had to explain. No, he had to explain it to you, Keenan, Because you are You're autistic. autistic. <laughs> I mean... This is bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do you expect people to be like,
2: ooh, if they don't understand shit you saying? Yo, did you go Instagram Live yet? No.
1: Oh, wait. Yeah, let me go Instagram Live. Go
0: Instagram Live so I can join your shit. There are so many people in the chat right now who don't get the gas digital. They're talking to Lewis in my Lewis is not here. He's not watching this. He'll never watch this. They're talking to Lewis J Gomez in my chat room right now, thinking he's going to see this. They don't understand what's happening. Don't make me moag. Do you need to hold my hand, guys? Who are these guys that keep saying this shit over and over and over again? I mean, it's getting pathetic, man. Ja, Javi G, there's like a whole host of dudes who are here. Just because we joined Gas Digital, do I really have to explain it? My audience gets what's going on here, right? I don't... I can't... Guys, I, if you liked Pot Awful before we joined Gas Digital, and you don't like it now, <laughs> I need you to go, okay? I can't have you here. Uh, if you understand the Gas Digital thing, please stay. I'm not having you go because I like Lewis, and I'm not having you go because I like Gas Digital. I'm having you go because I don't need the 33% to grow larger. Alright? This is starting to feel like 50% of the audience is Keenan Jerome Floyding it. You catch my drift? Okay, please don't make me walk you through this. This is embarrassing. I was going to say it's embarrassing for me, but no, it's embarrassing for you. I am not embarrassed, actually. I guess this is what I was trying to do. I guess this is the point of trolling. I guess these are the people I was doing it to. Okay, never mind. You know what? Thank you so much. Guys, let Lewis know, okay? If, if you don't like Gas Digital, I'm going to talk to Lewis and change it. I am your advocate here at Gas Digital, and we're going to make some changes. I get it. You know, somebody's saying I'm going to be the next Dave Attell. I don't know what that means. Whatever your problems are, please email me. It's gasdigital at podawful.com. Send me your emails, gasdigital at podawful.com, and let me know what I can do to make this show better, to make Gas Digital better. Whatever you want me to tell Lewis, I will personally tell him. I do have his phone number. I could call him up right now and let him know. So email me, gasdigital at podawful.com, and I'll let him know, okay? I'm your advocate here. I'm your friend. And put, my, people, put it on my phone. Need By the way, this show is not part of Gasset. This is Kenan's podcast. It's unrelated. See. People need to see this. Yo, yo,
2: you hear this, you hear this dude, this, this dude Kenan, man, straight up suburban. He went to Los Angeles. Now you think he's a crip all of a sudden.
0: <laughs> so he says that Kenan is a crip because he's gone to LA. But Kenan takes offense at being called suburban.
1: Shit. No, I'm I'm not against
0: being suburban. He doesn't. Get, it's a joke, Keenan. I'm I, I'm not suburban. I, I no, I'm just as blackety black as you. I'm one because uh, I'm black, y'all. Because I'm black, y'all. Because I am blacker than black. I am black, y'all. That's shit, he, he Vice Lord or
2: something.
0: <laughs> <He> think, <yeah. laughs> See what I'm talking about? I love that, man. If you don't like that sort of comedy, you are not welcome here. He think he vice lord or something. <laughs> what does that mean? He doesn't know what that means?
2: That's other shit. He think he thinking vice lord or something.
0: <laughs> 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 Mo Green by the way, he is wearing his own t-shirt that says Everybody needs Mo Green, so he's got his own Keenan Jerome Floyd shirt, and he's got one hanging up behind him as well, which is crazy. You know what the strangest part is? The font he uses on his Mo Green shirt, and I didn't mean to do this. I know this is dictionary talk. Welcome to Font Chat. The font he uses on this shirt is the exact same font that Keenan uses on his.
2: This could be having the most proper
0: arguments. He'd be having the most proper arguments. he says motherfucker. Whoa. <laughs> and Keenan is at a complete loss for work. He's dying right now. Look at him. That grape head shriveling on the fucking vine.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he's going to try to hit him back. Right
1: now, the first thing he would do is open his ass cheeks.
0: Excuse me? <laughs> what? The first thing he would do is open his ass cheeks for you. <laughs>
5: the only thing, if, if
2: Mo came <laughs> here right now,
1: the first thing he would do is just open his ass cheeks.
2: What? Why you always got why, why to make it some gay shit?
0: Apparently, this is something Keenan does a lot. Whenever he's with Mo, he talks about gay stuff with Mo. And Mo's a big dude. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Why you always got to make it some gay shit, Kenan? I don't
1: know. It's just when I see you, I'm like, that's some gay shit, right? Ooh,
0: I don't know. It's just when I see you.
1: Right there. No, but as far as I'm CW,
2: um, you know, man, brother, got just um, when I first saw you, this sound like this sound like a um, like a gay love connection, but like no, no homo.
0: No, no.
1: But when homo. I first really,
2: <laughs> when I first saw you on stage, not the strip club, I just he had good passion, good passion and energy. Just a matter of he just had to develop the jokes. Mo Green
0: like,
1: likes passion. Watch out.
2: The See, and- he
0: can't let it go. Mo Green likes passion. Watch out. He's got to keep making Mo sound gay because Mo said that he acts like a vice lord. All right. Um, hang on a second. I'm going to check my emails right now. We're gonna, This is a brand new unplanned segment where I check my emails. This is to gasdigital at podawful.com. Um, this is from Sam. Sam says, bring back Jesse Heck and the race car chair, please. Okay, so I am getting your emails. Let me know. I'm going to leave my phone open here, and I'm going to uh, check the emails every once in a while to make sure that we let Lewis know what needs to change here at Gas Digital. I'm going to make sure that we—Pot Awful stays the same, okay? Anything you don't like about Gas Digital, we won't do here, okay? That's a promise I make To you, the viewer. All right, let's get rid of Keenan's stupid podcast here. I do recommend you subscribe to it, though. Look it up. It is called The Light Skinned Perspective on YouTube. Give him as many subscribers as humanly possible. He needs the work. I know that. I know he needs the support. Despite him showing up on Godfrey's show, he still needs the help because (sighs) Keenan is on a website called Man, this is a long show. Are you guys cool if I keep doing this show? Is this fine if we just keep going, if I make this a super long one? Keenan is on a website called gigsalad.com. You can find this just by typing in his name, gigsalad.com. If you don't know what Gigsalad is, Gigsalad is a website where uh, it's sort of like Fiverr, except you can set your own price. I mean, you, whatever you do... You put on there, you're willing to do this thing, whatever your gig is, and how much. And people can go and they can ask you for a quote, and you'll let them know if you'll go and do it. And Keenan is on there to do stand-up comedy. And we have here Keenan's profile on Gig Salad. It lets you put some videos on there, let them know how good you are and stuff. So let's take a look at Keenan's first video on here, him doing stand-up. And this is what you would say If you wanted to hire a comedian, this is what you would see when it comes to how good they are at stand-up comedy. Let's take a look. <laughs> Jesus Christ, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. Oh, there's the... Those are the links you can click on his shirt. And, uh, when I
1: first boots here...
0: Okay, now, let me get rid of this. I, I want you to notice right away something. I know people hate this. I, they hate when you pause a video right away. Too much pausing. Actually, I don't hear that complaint a lot. I just hear it about other shows. I guess I'm good at it. But right here at the beginning, look at what Kenan's doing with his mouth. He's sort of just rubbing his mouth with his hand. Okay? Pay special attention to that. We're going to come back to that.
1: When I first boot here, my experience on the train, I got pushed on the train by a midget.
0: Now he's talking about New York City. (laughs) He gets pushed by a midget.
1: What number is that? What, is, what club is that? Yeah, I got pushed on the train by a midget. <laughs>
0: okay, now he's going back to rubbing his mustache underneath his nose. All right. Now, I, if you watch this show carefully, you'll see I will be doing this sometimes where I'm like going like this. I'll probably end up doing this at the end of the show. And the reason I do it, I don't know about Keenan, the reason I end up doing that is. I talk for a very, very long time on this show. Usually two hours. Looks like we're going to go longer than that. And what happens a lot for me, I've got long hair. My hair catches on the microphone. And then it ends up getting stuck on my glasses or gets stuck up under my nose. Or just talking in general for a long time. You start to feel the facial hair, the nose hair, all that stuff. It's very annoying. So you'll see me sometimes sit here and go like this. Keenan is at the beginning of his five-minute set at this comedy club. And apparently, his nose is one of the itchiest noses of all time. You'd think he'd have been doing this already for at least 30 to 40 minutes. That's the very least. To start rubbing your nose like this is insane. And again, this is an advertisement to hire Keenan. Now I don't know if you guys are as petty as I am. Naturally, I watch a video like this, and it's the only thing I can fucking focus on. I'm a midget.
1: It's a on rub, 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 on rub,
0: rub, 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 Shit. rub, 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 stuck. rub, yeah. rub, it hurt, it hurt, rub. Like the all- what the fuck was it? He was still talking while doing it. Look at this. I got
1: pushed on the train by a midget. It's a <laughs> Talk to Shit, it was fun.
0: Yeah, first, first I... Now, you might think that's nerves, and it sort of is. You might think that that's... I saw some people saying cocaine. What are they saying in the chat room? His nostrils are bigger than my head, um, or cocaine, or even better heroin. He's smelling his calming aromatherapies. He's got a sweaty lip. His lip probably is sweating. That is probably part of it. That's probably part of why I end up doing it. It gets hot in here. With all of these fucking screens... So, it might be a combination of those things, but let me tell you something. This is a phenomenon that has never been documented until now. I am known for documenting autistic phenomenon. Actually, lots of phenomenon. I was the person who discovered female peanut blindness. This is a thing where women cannot see free peanuts. Ask ask any woman you know, okay? Your mother, your girlfriend, your sister go to her and ask her, have you ever been to a Five Guys Burgers and Fries? And if she says yes, follow that up with, have you ever eaten the free peanuts? Her response will be, what free peanuts? Now, maybe you've never partaken in the peanuts as a man, but you at the very least know they are there. Women Do not notice these things. Their brains are too focused inward, sorry, not that inward, inward on themselves to notice things like that. They are there purely because you took them there on a date. A woman does not go to a Five Guys Burgers and Fries on her own. After all, it has guys in the name. So, you have taken there on a date. She is just waiting for the food that she is telling you to order for her. She can't notice peanuts. Trust me on this, okay? No idea they had them. Seriously, damn, says a woman in our chat room. Not a joke. She really just said that. Look at that. Layla. Layla says, no idea they had them. Seriously, damn. Um, Certified phenomenon. Nailed it. You are garbage, Jesse, says Helmet, helmet, you've been here the entire time, and I agree with you. Please keep watching. So, they don't see Peanuts. Now, this is something that only I have ever noticed. I am very good at picking up on little things like this. I just proved to you that this is a real phenomenon. A woman in the chat confirmed it. Here's another phenomenon It's an autistic trait and it is called lip-rubbing nervousness and it is something that Keenan is showing. Now his own co-host just called him autistic to a point that he became enraged by it. He couldn't leave it alone. And it might be that it hurts his feelings so much and the reason he didn't want to hurt any other autistic people's feelings about this is because of how true it is. You see, Keenan has autism. And I know this because he is a victim of lip-rubbing nervousness. Add it to the wiki! Lip-rubbing nervousness. If you pay careful attention, there are many autistic people, and sometimes it's other weird sort of maladies out there, like a deaf person might do this. Anything that might impede you at all in your mental faculties those people could potentially do this. And it's only them who do it. Where while talking, they rub their lip, right? The filtrum the of their lip with their finger. And they'll do it like they don't even see themselves doing it. Like it's, like it's hurting them if they stop doing it. And I have another example of this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you watch Keenan do it again. Okay, and then we're going to compare it to what I believe may be the most famous example of this. I,
1: uh, when I first moved here, my experience on the train, I got pushed on the train by a midget. <laughs> <laughs> what number is that? It, what twelve? Is that Yeah, I got pushed on the train by a midget. <laughs>
0: And he's rubbing, he's rubbing, he's rubbing, he's rubbing. He can't stop. Yeah, first, first I thought it was a lost little boy. He's back to it, he's Didn't rubbing like again. I had
1: big butt and normal people feet. He's getting laughs, though. So I was like, yo, what's going on? Because, you know, you got you got and you got so I push her around.
0: This joker looked up. So it's possible the reason he was doing wang sipping is because he felt that little tickle on his lip. Maybe that scratches that same itch. I don't know. Now I, again, this is a commercial to hire this man. We're gonna pause this video here for a second. Would you hire a guy rubbing his lip that much? I don't know. What if I showed you the most famous example of a guy doing that? You tell me if this is a real phenomenon or not, you might remember this video. It's called Iron Mike, Eli Porter versus Envy. One of my favorite internet videos. Yeah, I got one question, man. Tell me who next. This nigga salt like
1: a nigga who's getting the best. See, I'm the best, man. I did it. I
0: really oh, 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 no. Uh-oh. Come on, Eli. Find that beat. Oh, God. I really <laughs> You don't want to start doing that with your hand. That's actually a, that's actually very offensive to other retarded people, Eli. <coughs> oh, God. And it's just pure silence. He doesn't know what to do. He's in split screen for no reason. This is what I want my show to look like, by the way. I'm trying to go for this, but Revenge of the Sis beat me to it. And he's just staring up the ceiling. Now, wait for it. You haven't seen it yet. Wait for it. A lot of you know this video. Uh, 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 uh. Come on, Eli, hit it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah.
1: See, I'ma let you know who the best by the hour. This like Rosie O'Donnell. At a bisexual vital shower. It ain't nothing to me, man. I keep it for real. Look at this dental, man.
0: Oh, 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 see. Okay, you saw the hand going up to the mouth. He's uncomfortable, so the hand goes to the mouth. I'm the best. I Didi. told you that. This dude like that. He run- Okay, the hand really wants to rub the, the cat. Now I
1: messed up, but I'm going to stay on top. They told me, man, but you know, I'm never going to flop. Look at this dude. He needs to stay in the shade. Ain't no wonder why he came out. He already in the gay parade. I told you, man. I got you. Roasted like ever. You don't know but my rhymes. They straight up the club. No, 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 no. no.
0: Okay, he's been touched, they say. (laughs) Okay, he's got Mersh eyes. So now he's grabbing at his lip. This is the first time I ever noticed this phenomenon, by the way. This is where I first documented it was Eli Porter, but I've noticed it many times since then. Watch the rest of this rap. Step down off the pedestal. I'm the best man. You need to go to the... Uh Uh-oh. Why is he grabbing his lip like that? Why is he doing it? Oh, no. You step down off the pedestal. I'm the best man. You need to go to the fucking day. <laughs> he's out of breath. He can't help it. <laughs> They're laughing at him. Yeah, Eli. Eli, I mean, Dr- Keenan is the Eli Porter of his friend group, by the I, way. I,
1: I said freaking.
0: Though. I said freaking.
1: <laughs> was like, All right. <laughs>
0: It's just, love black. I love black. How could you not love black dudes? They invite a retarded guy on to do the open mic, iron mic rap battle. And then they just openly laugh at him after he does a bad job. Like, of course he was going to do a bad job.
1: It's a white man. He said, a bisexual. Right, you see?
0: He said a, bris- a bisexual bridal shower. Another very funny thing to say that makes no sense at all.
1: That was great. It had to be better than last time it
0: had to be better than last time you don't want to hear that after hearing that rap uh so there you go that is where i've seen that before that grabbing the lip that rubbing the lip nervousness if you're telling me that's not an autistic trait well then i guess eli porter is just your average dude so let's go back to keenan's gig salad page here for a second Okay, so there's the video. He's rubbing his lip. Are you going to hire this guy? How much does he cost? You can get a free estimate, a free quick quote, but it says, starting at $100 and up. Now, Keenan doing comedy normally, he's lucky if he gets $25 doing a set, okay? So to start this at $100 is crazy. Nobody is paying him for that. Oh, wait, but he actually has reviews. At least four people have hired Keenan, So, let's take a look at the review, shall we? Natalie B says, (laughs) by the way, just a big N next to a one-star review. That doesn't look good. She says, it was rough. He was on time, yet lacked timing and audience appeal. I'm chalking it up to I got what I paid for. So she thinks you should be paying comedians more than $100. She thinks that's cheap, I I guess. Or maybe it used to be cheaper. Maybe he raised the price because of Natalie's comment here. And this is September of last year. So he's been doing this fairly recently. He's been doing this while working IT jobs. Keenan made the mistake of responding to the verified review from Natalie. He says, response from Keenan Jerome Floyd, the event was not conducive to comedy. This is a sickening thing that fucking comedians try to say all the goddamn time. How many times have you heard a professional comedian say, well, I had a bad set, I bombed, but those guys, it was a rough crowd. They were just, they weren't going to laugh no matter what. I have a feeling if you were funny, they'd probably laugh. Now, sure, there are some venues and some places, some events where people aren't paying attention. A lot of times, people hire comedians for some event where nobody's going to watch them. You know, the back of a bar where everybody's drinking and they've also got karaoke going on. No, sure, I'll give you that one. What is the event in question when it comes to Keenan, let's take a look. I was early to get a gauge on the crowd and was told to go up after the toast. So what kind of event has a toast? Is this a wedding? I had no introduction and had to push the DJ to say something after he told me just to go up and start telling jokes. Very funny. I tried interacting with the crowd to get to know them better, but got nothing back, so I went on with my material, which they didn't like, and was later told during my set that they didn't like, quote-unquote, my voice. (laughs) They didn't like his voice. And they said that to him during the set. That's tough. I mean, that is a tough place to be. Somebody heckling a guy, and I love hecklers. Hecklers are funnier than comedians. Okay, we need more hecklers out there. So a guy heckling going, your voice stinks. Uh, No, it doesn't. What do you mean? Remember, Keenan can't come back from a roast. So a guy says something bad to him in the audience. He has no recovery. We watched him on his own podcast. He couldn't do it. Also, Keenan routinely stumbles over the English language. You know, he needed that dictionary segment from Godfrey's podcast because he does not he's a public speaker. His job is talking, and he has no command of the English language. Every time he delivers jokes that he's delivered presumably hundreds of times before, he trips over his own words. I'm making all these words up on the spot. Meanwhile, I'm not tripping up on any of them, Keenan. Why is that? But they don't like his voice. Ah, why don't you like my voice? You're wrong. The, 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 this is not conducive to comedy. That's what... Co- I would love it. Here's what comedians have to start doing. Because they'll never do this. But I think we should force them to do this. If they're going to use that excuse later... They have to use that excuse while on stage. I think from now on, when a comedian is bombing, he should, have to go to the, he should look right into the crowd and go, I'm sorry, but this crowd is not conducive to comedy. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine being told to your face that you were not conducive to comedy. By the way, I've seen a lot of Keenan sets. You know, he's got a lot of videos of him doing stuff, a lot of photos and stuff. Every time the people are sitting there, staring straight ahead, watching him, they're not there for something else, they're there to watch the event, and a lot of times they are still not laughing. I, there's a photo on his Facebook. I wish I had this to pull up. There's a photo on his Facebook where he's like, I'm doing my first gig at a church. I will be back. And you look at the audience, and it's shot from behind Keenan, so you can see the audience. And they're all sitting there, wrapped in attention, but not a single smile on any of their faces. Nobody's clapping. Nobody's laughing. They're frowning. They're just frowning, and he's like, ooh, what a great gig. But if somebody were to come onto his, his website afterward and say, I was at that event, and it sucked, he would go, well, I'm sorry, that was not conducive to comedy. I won't be back. So he goes on to say, comedy is subjective, but all of my material and style are available in videos on my Gig Salad account, which we watch. <laughs> so you know what type of comedian I am before I arrive. Yes, a bad kind. You are not good at comedy, Keenan. That's the type. You, the type of comedian who's no good. I love that part where he, though, says, comedy is subjective. Not really. I don't tend to agree with it. I think comedy is not an art. I think comedy is a trade. It is a skill maybe. Um, but it is not an art. Comedy has a certain thing you have to make happen in order it for it, in order for it to be comedy. And that thing is people have to laugh. And it's an involuntary response to laugh. You do not choose to laugh or not. So it has nothing to do with conductiveness, <laughs> okay? Command of the English language, am I right? If you don't make anyone laugh ever, or if you very rarely make people laugh, then objectively, you are not doing comedy. You're at the very least not very funny. Now, maybe that is coming from the world of Mersch. I know there's a guy named Mersh who loves to talk about objectively, objectively, objectively. In fact, I've got a video here where Mersch learned the word objectively from Owen Benjamin. I won't play it. I won't play it. I've had this thing sitting on my, <laughs> on my tabs here for a while where it's, the, it's literally the moment Mersch learned the word objectively. He loves overusing that word but I think to some degree you have to admit to, the comedy is objective. It is not subjective. Either people laugh or they did not laugh. They either enjoyed it or they did not. And you know that by an involuntary response. That's why I say, I I know I label this channel a comedy channel. A comedy podcast. I don't really think of it as comedy. I know that's going to light up some of the retards in the chat right now. But... I don't think of it that way. I think it's an experience. I think we're trying to have some fun. I think we have some laughs along the way. But weren't the real laughs the friends we made? So I I think it's a a crazy idea. And this is why I don't like stand-up comedy. This is why I think it's a dead art form now. I think it's a crazy idea to assume that you can get up in front of a crowd and every single time... You will make them laugh. And if you don't do that, well, then it's subjective. And sure, there are types of humor. Some people aren't going to be offended by things or not like certain words or they just don't find a certain type of comedy funny. Sure, but that's a couple of people. You're presumably doing this in front of a room full of people. And the common denominator is who you play to as a comedian which is also why I don't like stand-up comedy. You're playing to a very certain average type of person. So if no one's laughing, are you doing comedy? I don't know. I might be wrong about that. I'd love to hear your opinions. I've heard Norm MacDonald say the same thing. I've been saying this for years. I've heard Norm MacDonald say the exact same thing, and he is a stand-up comedian, and he's probably the greatest living stand-up comedian. So I tend to go... With that theory on it, maybe you disagree. I don't know. There's another stand-up comedian, though, who probably needs a little bit of a kick in the pants when it comes to maybe you don't know everything. Maybe you aren't the best just because your numbers are big. I'm not a guy who's into big numbers. It's not what I'm going for. A lot of comedians, Revenge of the Sis, all these guys. Why is this not focused? Ooh, boy, how long was I out of focus there? A lot of guys, they are not into... Or they, they want those big numbers. And one of these people is somebody I uh, had an interaction with on Twitter recently, a guy named Tim Dillon. Now, Tim Dillon uh, used to have a podcast with my boss, Luis J. Gomez, called Bastard Radio, And Tim, actually, I talked to Lewis about this podcast. Tim made the podcast end. He was uh, asking for some sort of ridiculous amount of money. This guy, there's something going on inside his brain. He thinks he deserves the world, okay? And so he tweeted this out. He says, everyone with less than 20,000 followers, why are we listening to you? You failed at this dumb app, which I thought was a very interesting thing for Tim to say, because if you look here, I replied, I said, well, I guess we could all just buy 20,000 followers. And then I ran a tweet audit on him where it proves that 28,509 of his followers are fake. Now, where did he get that 20,000 number from? Isn't that an interesting number he chose? What makes 20k the number of followers someone should have in order to be listened to? Is it because that's the amount he had to buy to get to where he is today? I don't know. I don't know, but that one got uh, 302 likes on Twitter. It was one of the higher tweets uh, in response to his tweet there. And I don't know if Red Bar saw that tweet or not. I'd imagine they probably did. Follow me on Twitter. They covered that tweet. I don't know if I'm allowed to cover that tweet because Red Bar covered it. But uh, they covered that tweet on one of their most recent shows. Now, I didn't know they had done that until right before the show. I had somebody message me, one of my listeners message and said, did you see the latest Red Bar? I said, no, it was their bonus show. So I'm not a member of their bonus club, so I didn't see it. What happened? He said, well, they talked about you in the episode okay interesting what happened so i managed to grab a uh, time code here and uh they talked about the tim Dillon thing and they didn't mention my tweet back which you know they don't have to do that there's no reason not to or anything but not long after they talked about the tim Dillon thing they started talking about Louis j gomez and this happened I just, I don't know if how these things are connected or if they're connected, but they're interesting. Let's just take a look. Tino, you know, again, remember George Floyd happened
4: and all the bullshit comedians who have ever told a racist joke got very scared thinking they're going to be canceled. They're going to be ex'd, ostracized from the mainstream. So what they did is they all went out. Even Luis J.
0: Gomez is very scared. That's why he was marching in the George Floyd protest. So we talked about this last week with Lewis about him marching in the George Floyd protest. Do you remember that? Tending that they were. Lewis J. Gomes. You're in the pizza fund. You saw the episode. It's in our $12 section of the pizza fund. Potawful.pizza if you want to support us there. Posted this thing. It's like,
4: yeah, there was like a protest coming down my street. So I went outside just to see what it was about. And I marched with them and then took a bunch of pictures of me marching just to see what it was about. No, no, no. You were scared that they were going to call you a racist, so you went and marched with the black people and took pictures of it. So if you ever get accused of being racist, you could show them you marched, and then you said, you made this excuse like, yeah, they were coming down my street anyway, so I just went out to see what it was about It's a gag. So that your followers who are racist won't be mad at you, you're trying to live in both worlds. And
5: then you did your classic Dane Cook prank on him, where you said, "Is this picture photoshopped?" Oh
4: no, that was Jesse P.S. Oh no, I came up. I I came up with this bit where I accuse comedians of like photoshopping themselves into pics, and some of our listeners, like Jesse P.S., they do the bit too for their shows.
0: That's cool. Oh, interesting, you invented that, interesting Cool.
4: So, no, that wasn't me I could see how you were confused Because that's a bit that I came up with But no, Jesse P.S. did oh, that bit Oh, oops, and sorry Yes, it, I know it's confusing Revenge of the Sith and Jesse P.S. and Red Bar. It's very it's confusing like all the same thing. Who came up with it first, we don't know Not me, I mean, I'm never the <laughs> originator of these things Just Jesse and Revenge of the Sith They come up with things and maybe I copy them That seems normal
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know where I get the idea that maybe Mike copies some stuff. But uh, anyway, I was buying all these screens to put behind me and uh, setting up this blue and red lighting that I told Mike about. And I was thinking about this whole Photoshop thing, and I went, wait, didn't we do a photo chop joke back in uh, 2017? And I was like, Dane Cook joke? What is he even talking about there? And I looked that up on their YouTube, and that was apparently in 2018... But anyway, listen, I'm, who's keeping score here? I'm not. I'm certainly not keeping score about who did what first. Certainly not about the screens. Um, I'm certainly not keeping score about, you know, the 9-11 crashtacular. Never heard of anybody. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I don't invent things. Here's what I do. You know, I got, this is so fucking funny. I got a comment on, this is completely coincidental, I got a comment on one of the last shows I did. We just bought this new camera where it can zoom in on me, right? Zoom in, zoom, zoom, zoom. And I got a comment saying I was copying Red Bar by doing zooming. <laughs> Red Bar who with their setup, they can't even put the stuff you're looking at on his TV on the screen for you. Because it's on a separate computer. I finally figured this out. I always wondered why he never puts the stuff on screen where you can actually see it. You know, like uh, doing this, like going like this with it. He can't do that because he runs his live stream on a separate computer. So the stuff on the TV is not connected to that computer. So a guy, he's not capable of doing that. I copied the Zoom from him. Now, if you look here, I've been doing this for, I don't know... (laughs) This is something I had preset into my show for years now. But apparently, this new camera zoom is copying Redbar. Now, I have seen them do a zoom before. It certainly wasn't before 2013 when I was doing it. It was right around the time they started editing YouTube videos because they can only zoom in post. I don't know. Who copied who? I'm not keeping score. Listen, Mike invented podcasts. He invented it. He invented Loveline as well. He's the only guy who ever listened to Adam Carolla. So he invented it, and anything he does happened first. When he started doing the, uh, I've got an expert or whatever it's called, what does he call it? A specialist. When he started doing that, that was years before we said, we checked the logs, or we looked into it, or anything. everybody all of these are original ideas that certainly Mike came up with first, and certainly no one else has ever thought of these things before. You know? No one's ever thought of making I, no one has ever thought of making fun of Ethan and Ela before. He was the first guy to do it. Nobody else has ever made fun of H3H3. Oh, well, I guess there was that time I did it. In, uh, when was this? 2016? Let me, hang on a second. Who did it for? 11? I don't want to keep score. I'm so sorry. I really don't want to keep score. I don't want to make this a whole thing. I like Mike. I do. I do. I don't like this guy, but everybody loves we this guy right H3 now H3 on YouTube. H3
3: Productions. Make it our motive to every week find the person what's, who deserves his
0: name? to get a nice, H3H3. H3 H3. So on. somebody in this stream goes, what's his name? They don't even know who H3H3 H3 Productions is. I was making fun of him way back then, and I'm saying I don't like this guy. I don't know. Listen, maybe I, I probably, last week, the ELA episode, I'm just going to admit it. I copied it from Red Bar. Oh, God! Clapping! I copied that from Red Bar, too! I got this in uh, Christmas of 2013, by the way. The Miami Sound Machine made its debut Sometime December or January 2013, 2014. But anyway, yeah, anyway, shout outs. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right. Anyway, yikes. Wow. Imagine caring. <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, that was a discussion. That was a discussion in the David household that day over Hava Nagila. Um. <laughs> Can I do so? Listen, I know Mike and Jules watch this show, and I watch his show and I do like them. I'm just I'm being a little flippant, okay? I don't want anybody to think other because every time I do this, I end up getting a message from Mike or red bar people. So I'm just going to explain to the autistics out there. They need to know. And I and explain to Mike as well, just in case he doesn't understand. I'm kidding. Okay. But what I'm about to say here does come from a place of love. All right. The Jewish stuff. Don't don't lean into that. Okay? Not that there's anything wrong with being Jewish. But all your haters just constantly accuse you of being Jewish. And then all of a sudden, over the last year, everything is gila wearing a Jewish costume, constantly making Jewish jokes. Everything is Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. You are Jew you are Jewish. There's photo. There's photographic evidence of that. Your last name is David. I mean, Larry David. Come on. So, like, it's fine. Again, I love Jewish people. Started the show by saying that. Didn't realize I was going to say this. It does look like you're capitulating to the trolls, the haters, the subreddit. I don't like those guys either. Not a fan. Not a fan of any of the people who hate Red Bar. Okay? For me... When I watch Red Bar as a fan, it does. I it makes me, cr- I'm not saying it is cringe. It makes me cringe a little bit because the truth is known and then you just, you, it seems like you're worried about it. I, I might be wrong. I might, I'm telling tales out of school. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said anything. It's just, I, what I should have done is drafted a 48 page email to Mike and said, Mike, I've been watching since 2012, and I need you to know that my feeling, and you need to change the show for me. Speaking of emails from retarded people, let's see if we got any emails sent to gasdigital at podawful.com. We've got one from Trevor. He says, Jesse is the greatest guy. Here's one from Clayman. He says, I'm gay. Please be gay with me. All right, we'll check in with those emails again in just a bit to see if anybody else is that retarded. So, Speaking of comedians, speaking of making fun of comedians, a thing we <laughs> a thing we certainly got from Red Bar and not from having comedians as co-hosts on the show for years, where I'm making fun of them to their faces and they don't realize it. There's this guy named Dante. His name is and it's not, "Oh God, why is my camera going out? Has it been going out of focus like that that many times? That's crazy. What is happening? I don't know why the camera's spazzing on you guys, but anyway. There's this guy named Dante. No, not Dante Nero. Fake Dante Nero, my old co-host, you guys. I did do that one. I, I stole that, too, though. Um, there's this guy comedian named Dante, and you might remember him. We've only covered him twice, okay? Uh, let me actually see what they're saying in the chat. Let me take a break. Yeah, guys, I'm going to take a little... We can slow down. We're having fun. We're already over two hours. Who cares? Are you guys following me on Twitter? Make sure you do. Jules follows me on Twitter. So make sure you follow me. I get everything I know from Jules. I steal all my ideas from Jules. So follow Jules on Twitter and follow me on Twitter at the N-word. The N-word.
1: The N-word. The N-word. The N-word. The N-word. The effing N-word. Uh,
3: uh. The N-word is coming and it's coming hard. The N-word. The N-word. The N-word. The N-word. Like. I can't say the N-word.
0: The N-word guy. Well, on Twitter. A dumb pile of garbage named Jesse, piece of shit, say the N-word on his podcast.
3: I'm gonna say the N-word. no, 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 no. no.
0: Somebody just informed me that Red Bar invented being out of focus. I'm so sorry. How would they even? How would they even zoom? By what, is, what are they gonna do? Is Jules gonna pick up the camera and just walk it toward Mike to zoom? What are you talking about? They invented zooming. Oh my god! <laughs> and then somebody in the chat just now said, Jesse, if you're not joining Gas Digital, I'm sorry about all the shit I said. God damn it. Okay, so if you don't know who Dante the Comedian is, Dante, we've talked about him twice on the show before, he manages Ron Jeremy, the porn star, he's a comedian, he's apparently well known, we did two episodes on him, one of the episodes we did, it's in the Pizza Fund, Podawful.pizza, $12 level and up, you get all the Wednesday shows, the Friday shows, the entire backlog of... 10 years nearly worth of content, pot Pizza. There's this episode in there where I... Dante manages comedians as well. He manages... Ron Jeremy he manages comedians. He's sort of a scam artist and a comedian, like they all are. And he manages a guy named Michael Winslow. If you don't know who Michael Winslow is, he's the guy from Police Academy who makes sound effects with his mouth. You remember that guy? He's also a stand-up comedian. And Dante manages him, and I did an entire episode where I fooled Michael Winslow, the real guy from Police Academy, which, again, I got this from Red War. They probably did this one first. I fooled him into thinking that I was his agent, Dante. We called him on the phone and said, Hey, it's Dante. We're booking you some gigs. We talked to him. We told him we're going to get him on TV, all this stuff. I had, like, a 30-minute conversation with Michael Winslow, okay? And we did this because Dante wasn't getting him any real work because Dante is a scam artist, and he's too focused on this Ron Jeremy. He thinks Ron Jeremy is his ticket out of this tube horse town. So, ever since we made fun of him, he really didn't do enough to keep him as a goon. We really wanted to make him a big-time goon. He wasn't doing a lot, but since we gave up on Dante, Dante suddenly started putting out tons of cringe content, and one of the things he's doing, which is perfect for this episode making fun of stand-up, is he's been doing Dante's comedy tips. He's actually gotten to 100 comedy tips. This is comedy tip number 98. Okay, Dante, professional comedian, been on BET many times. And the reason, by the way, I'm bringing up Dante is we did this whole first half about Keenan Jerome Floyd, a fake, woke, broke-as-a-joke comedian who's an actual black guy and can't get anything done for the movement. Instead, BLM's making fun of him. Meanwhile, we've got a white comedian, Dante, who is actually doing a ton of stuff for Keenan's uncle, George Floyd. First, let's start. Let's get you acclimated to Dante with a comedian's tip. So he shows his shirt, and it's got Ron Jeremy on it. This, I'm telling you, he's obsessed with Ron Jeremy.
3: Dante's comedy tips,
0: and he's using the classic free YouTube music. Today, I want to talk to you guys about... But it's not ironic, by the way. He's using this seriously. He's probably never even heard... He's never seen another video that uses this music. He has no idea.
3: What to do when performing in a new town.
0: So when you... What to do when performing in a new town. This is great. If you're on the road as a comedian, you probably need this tip. arrive in this new town, the first thing that you should do
3: is you should let your presence be known. Tell everyone you're a comic. If you stop and get gas, tell the gas station attendant, hey, I'm a comic. I'm performing tonight at 8 o'clock at blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> what? There could be no worse idea than that. Show up to a town and start telling strangers, hey, I'm a comedian. Imagine being the guy at the gas station pumping your gas. You know, you're sitting there watching it go $11, $12, and suddenly you hear, "Psst." Hey, and you look on the other side of the pump, and is this motherfucker going? I'm a comedian. Okay, buddy. Cool. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, have, good. Good luck to you, brother. Good luck. Are you getting gas? No. Listen, I'm here. I'm in your town. I do comedy. Uh, Okay, man. Well, you know, I was going to top her off, but I think I'm done now. Are you going to come to my show? Beep, beep. I'm actually, I'm a little bit busy. I've got a divorce I need to get or something. Come see
3: me. If you stop and get a burger before the show, tell them. Um,
0: So the guy at Wendy's should come and watch your show?
3: Take a a run around the town. See if there's any landmarks or anything interesting that you notice that stands out to a comedian. All right? Then pick up a local
0: newspaper. And... He's not... This is not a joke. I've watched all 100 of these comedy tips. Okay. He's 100% unironic during all of these.
3: Ask the local comedians or just anyone local. Like, if you start, you know, getting into a nice conversation with a waiter or waitress or something, you know, you can say, hey, what town do you guys make fun of here? And now all of a sudden, you can switch whatever jokes you were making fun of locally in L.A.
0: Great. You can steal jokes from the people who you were telling to come watch you do comedy. To great idea don't do any research ahead of time get to the town and go hey uh do you ever make fun of your neighbors what are the what's the joke you use Uh uh uh-huh 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 by the way do you want to come see my show it's it's fifty dollars plus a two drink minimum
3: switching it to that town is so shitty that blah 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 all the methy people or the homeless or whatever all
0: what the methy people, the homeless? That's a little. That's not woke of you, Dante. To flock to it, um, because
3: every town, no matter how small, has a town they like to pick on. I was from a
0: town called Richcrest, fourteen thousand people, but we love to pick on. Ch- Maybe go inside while the guy is weed whacking, Dante. All the upbeat kids music in the background in the world is not going to cover up the Mexican weed whacking. Trona it smelled like egg egg farts. It still
3: does. They
0: uh
3: they make something that produces it. I don't know. The, the stuff in matches. Whatever.
0: It doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> so he puts on the screen. It's called sulfur. You idiot. That's actually kind of. That's the funniest thing I've ever seen Dante do. Actually. Day is
3: uh find out about that town's Trona. That they make, you know, stuff that smells, makes the whole town smell like egg fart. And people live there. You know, that's your job. Your job is to announce that you are there and to do your re-
0: That is an insane mindset. Your job as a comedian is to announce your presence to people. Ladies and gentlemen, I have arrived. No fucking wonder Tim Dillon is sitting there on Twitter going, "If you don't have if you don't have 20,000 followers, why are we even listening to you?" They're obsessed.
3: ...research so that when you go up on stage, you're not just doing your rehearsed act. The first few minutes of your act seem like you're making it up on the spot.
0: Imagine Keenan taking this fucking advice. He shows up in L.A. the first time and goes, Hey, everybody, I'm here! A sonic boom is created. Earthquakes shatter the city. There's no more comedy clubs for him to perform at. Because you did your homework. It's a great piece of advice. It's a great tip. Okay, well, there you go. It's a great tip. I mean, you have to believe him. He's just told you. It's a great Please tip. Please follow, comment, and subscribe, and like. Click. Okay, there you go. I agree. Follow, like, subscribe Dante the Comedian. It's, uh, his channel is called Dante the Comic, actually. Am I subscribed? I am. Okay, just making sure. I am subscribed. So that's Dante. That gives you an idea of the type of guy we're dealing with here. Dante has completely lost his mind when it comes to saving black people. He thinks this is his job, and he will risk life and limb to do it, okay? Um. Actually, do I want to show you... Which one do I want to show you? Hang on a second. Let me actually... So first, this is his Instagram, and I love following his Instagram uh, because it is wild. It is insane. He posts very strange things. Oftentimes, he posts his own wife in like her underwear. He loves to show off that his wife is hot, which is a disgusting habit for a man to do online. Keep that to yourself. You get to enjoy it. Don't show that to me. Um, I'm bringing back up his video here because I have one other thing I want to show you from his YouTube channel. So this is his uh, Instagram post. It says, The U.S. Secret Service called me to intimidate me for using my freedom of speech. Now let's look at the story on that. At real Donald Trump gassed, oh, when at real Donald Trump gassed us in a church for a photo op, I tweeted he was a traitor, and traitors should be hung in public. I used my freedom of speech. The Secret service called my home yesterday to let me know that what I said was not illegal, but be careful with words. Okay, now I have a personal connection to this story. Number one, he's talking about. When Donald Trump went out there to get that photo op at the church that the protesters burnt down, and so people were at it and he had apparently he gassed them to get them out of there. Dante That's in Washington, DC. Dante is in Los Angeles. Dante says when we were gassed, Dante is a lunatic. He was not there. He was not a part of this. Now, I have been contacted by the Secret Service before, uh, actually, pretty famously. Most of you guys know that because of my show, the Secret Service came to my house one time, and they came to my house because I made a joke about maybe hurting a certain very important man that the Secret Service has sworn to protect. Now, when I did it, it was not Trump. It was Obama, and I did it every week for a year and a half. I was joking. I mean, I absolutely did not actually mean I was going to climb over a fence with a crossbow and eliminate the Hussein family. But I did say it a lot. I was exercising my freedom of speech, and I found out the hard way that the Secret Service, while that is not illegal, frowns upon it greatly. The other thing I found out, though, is the way they intimidate you is not by calling you. They go to your house carrying guns, and they heavily imply that their van outside, they've got plenty of black bags in it to put over your head, and you may never be seen again unless you say, i pretty, pretty please don't take me to jail, I'm so sorry, I'll write a letter to the president. Now this is true, when they did this to me, they forced me at gunpoint to write a letter to the president and the first lady apologizing. Well, the story is deeper than that. There's more to it. I have a feeling if Dante is willing to lie about being on the other side of the country in that church, he's willing to lie about the Secret Service calling him. They don't waste time with calling. There's no intimidation. He's talking about they're intimidating me over my free speech for calling. Well, bullshit. That's not intimidating. If I got a call from the Secret Service going, you didn't commit any crimes, but I'd click. On the butt. Oh, I didn't? buy. And they can call me back all they want, but they're never going to get me to answer ever again. So I, I don't feel like he's telling the truth here. Call me crazy. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, F, mad lad. I like to think Jesse is a sophisticated racist and his racism just goes over my head. I am not a racist whatsoever. I don't know where you even get this idea. Ha ha ha. I love this story uh, before they put the bag over your head, look at their boots, They're feds. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely, I knew they were feds. I, you should hear the story. You know, I'm going to save the story. I've told it many times before, but I definitely, I, I caught them coming up to my house. I actually caught them by surprise. It's a pretty good story. Um, that service isn't so secret. No, it was not. So now, Dante is spending all his time online whining about the fact that he's been recording unjust arrests by the police in L.A., that he's fighting for black life. Here he is marching with drag queens, which is a great look. Um, and here's an interesting part, too, actually. Uh, the drag queen on his right says, Never fear, Wonderbra is here. And you can tell that's true because look at how perky... Dante's nips are... His tits are way up there. He is looking good, boy. Ooh, sassy boy. Yeah, that's a good look, Dante. You should maybe consider being a drag queen as well. He's now claiming that his daughter is a black woman, by the way. Trying to get points, he's saying that this girl on the left is a black woman, okay? That's his daughter. He says she's black. And his big thing now is to say that (laughs) because he spoke out against the government and against police and against tyranny and against the president, that the government came and painted over his fence and he is now owed reparations. I'm not kidding. Uh, Here's a video called... After I posted a video of LAPD pulling over men unjustly... My Black Lives Matter signs were painted by the city. So this is what he's talking about. He's talking about his fence... (sighs) Hey, Russellelli and this message goes out to the city of Los Angeles and our mayor.
3: I filmed a videotape of the police. They're gone now. So here we go. So here's the video. The helicopter, he said, made them do it and now they're gone. Things have happened.
0: What the? To my f- holy shit. Home. For example. He just, oh my god, I couldn't even pause that entire time. That was so much louder than the rest of the video. I'm so sorry. That scared the shit out of me. So he yells at the cops some crazy shit about a helicopter. What the hell? The city
3: of Los Angeles and our mayor. I filmed a videotape of the police. They're gone now. So here we are. The helicopter, he said, made them do it, and now they're gone.
0: The helicopters made them do it, and now they're gone. Well, that's not something a crazy person would say. The radios are in my teeth, and the mailbox knows my secrets.
3: Things have happened to my home. For example, the city came out and painted my fence where my daughter had written in sidewalk chalk right here, BLM.
0: So there it is, BLM. Not in spray paint.
3: So they painted my fence shabbily, first of all. (laughs) He's mad at how bad a job they did painting it. Not in spray paint. So they painted my fence
0: shabbily, first of all. They took away my signs. They didn't take him away. The sign is still there. They just pointed right, uh, they painted right over the signs that say, I can't breathe George Floyd and this is not a riot. It's a protest. They painted the signs on my fence. So he puts on screen at Dante the comic, hashtag BLM. He thinks that this Black Lives Matter thing is his ticket to fame. On my property,
3: the city did it. I will put up the ticket number um, of why
0: they did it and they didn't finish this (laughs) so he's mad they didn't do the lattice work at the top he says I want an apology from the city and for them to repaint my whole fence wow (laughs) he's looking for the he wants the cops to come and repaint what do they have to repaint the sign and write BLM on it too at Dante the comic they gotta paint that part too So Dante is a legit crazy person. I mean, he's an insane man. This is not the way a normal human being acts. And if you don't know about Dante, maybe uh, you need to go watch those old episodes and figure all this stuff out for yourself. Luckily, though, there's an easy, quick, free way to find out more about Dante. It's his Wikipedia page. You know, Dante is a well-known comedian. This is what I've heard many times from Dante the Comedian. He was on BET, he was on Last Comic Standing, he's very well known, so of course he has his own Wikipedia article. Let's take a look at that Wikipedia article, shall we? It says, Dante the Comedian, Dante, real name J, Dante Ruscherelli, so he's Italian, he's not black, uh, and uh, is an American comedian and activist it really says this on his wikipedia page an american comedian an activist and if we click the link that proves that what do we get from that oh his instagram page (laughs) (laughs) so the proof that he's an activist the shit he's been doing on instagram now i wonder who made this wikipedia page I, i mean gosh i can't even think Dante is the youngest of four children. In 1982, Dante and his parents moved to San Diego where he attended Patrick Henry High School. On November 24th, 2018, he married his longtime girlfriend and business partner, Rebecca Koken, who cares. And by the way, the proof of that is his Instagram. On June 3rd, 2020, so just the other day, Used his platform... It doesn't even... This is not even written properly. On June 3rd, 2020, used his platform and activism to assist a group of black men, and black men is capitalized, so you know it's important, (coughs) who were racially profiled by recording and demanding they be released as the LAPD had admitted the stopped... the... the stopped the wrong vehicle. Gosh, I wonder... Who wrote this article? Man, Dante starred in the 1996 BET sitcom The Blackberry Inn in 20- We all remember that one. In 2007, he appeared in Season 5 of Last Comic Standing on NBC and was eliminated in Episode 7, the first of seven elimination episodes. So he's got to stick it in there that he was eliminated during the first of the elimination episode. He made it to the eliminations. He needs you to know that because, of course, he wrote his own Wikipedia article. 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 Black men was their band name. Yeah. They say in the chat room he ran for mayor. Apparently, he ran for mayor of Los Angeles. In 2001, like all of these washed up nobody celebrities, these like D, well, really Z list celebrities pretended to run for mayor. Like, Los Angeles didn't even really have a mayor then. So I think they were bringing back the mayor for the first time in decades or something. And it was kind of a joke. Porn stars were running for So Dante didn't run for mayor. He just said, I'm running for mayor. And nobody noticed and nobody cared. That's what happened. But how funny is it that before his actual accomplishments on the Wikipedia page... Uh, Like, having a show on BET, being on Last Comic Standing. I mean, those are technically comedian accomplishments. Say what you will about them. He thinks it's more important to add that he is an activist and saved black people. Again, this white guy is doing it better than Kenan could do it himself. I tried to tell you, Kenan's no real activist. But how do I know... ...that he made this page himself? Well, let's go to View History. And if we take a look here, the last edit was made by somebody named Pinky Girl 2000 Now, why do I have a feeling that's the wife he married, Rebecca Koken? I don't know. I can't prove that. But what I can prove is that Dante Ruscioelli did edit this page. It's right there. He literally used his own name to edit this page... And if we take comic Dante, is another name. he So he's used two names on Wikipedia to edit his own page. These are older edits, by the way, though. So whoever this is, whoever Pinky Girl 2000 is, that absolutely has to be either Dante or his wife because that is the one editing these most recent Black Lives Matter things in. But here's the proof that it's him. He even says, I added that... I manage Ron Jeremy. Remember, he's got to let you know he's in charge of Ron Jeremy. He even says in here that I'm me. Like he says, I'm me. So obviously I know if I did this, I added more to my bio. I am Dante, he says. Let's take a look at the very first edit on this page ever, though. Can we find that? Let's go to this. And if we go to the very first edit ever, the which means the edit that added this page to Wikipedia, it was made by, of course, Comic Dante. Right there. And he made it a whole by, let me see this one. Uh, is there a way, how do I click this? Is, is anybody a geek enough that they know how Wikipedia works and I can look at this? Can I compare selected revisions? Let's see what the uh, page originally said. Maybe this is it? Oh, here we go. Oh, look at this. Ooh, he went all out on this one, boy. So this is the page as he originally uploaded it, okay? Dante was born. J. Dante Ruschiaeli, blah, blah, blah. In Ridgecrest, California, and then for some reason he puts slash Naval Air Weapons Station China Lake. At age seven, he and his best friend Jared McQueary went to the base theater to see an improv troupe. He spelled troop wrong. <laughs> hey, but we support our improv troops. This inspired them to form a comedy team and perform at their elementary school. He's talking about elementary school. This is something you do when you don't have real credits. When you don't have anything actually going on, you include shit like what you did in high school. This dude's doing elementary school. Fucking tell that to Holmes, Watson. Uh, Dante and his parents, Dick and Joanne Ruschielli, moved to San Diego in 1983. In 1986... I was born and Dante and Patrick Henry high school mate Gerard Wolf why is he putting these people's names they're not famous formed the comedy team of Dante and the Wolf they performed at all of the major comedy clubs in San Diego and LA until their breakup in 1988 Dante continued his solo career and has gone on to be one of the top comedians in, in America, America. America. My mom told me I was talented, they say in the chat room. Yep. Dante has appeared in over 40 TV shows and movies. Where's this information now? He is best known as a cast member on season five of Last Comic Standing. On the show, Dante received the first standing ovation ever at the semifinals. Wow, that's not included in there anymore. He also won every audience favorite award. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Fucking put it on your refrigerator. Not on Wikipedia. In the 1990s, Dante was also the most famous white comedian to black audiences. What a crazy claim! Holy shit! I haven't read this before. I'm reading this for the first time with you guys. In in the 1990s, Dante was also the most famous white comedian to black audiences. Uh, (laughs) I don't know how you go about proving such a thing, but I have a feeling you can't. This was due to his fame on BET, where he appeared on Comic View for a decade. He also had a sitcom on BET called The Blackberry Inn, and holds the record for winning the most BET comedy awards. Dante tours the world performing at comedy clubs. This is so. This is what you're not supposed to do on Wikipedia. You're not supposed to make it an advertisement, and of course, that's exactly what he does. That's what idiots always do. Dante has performed for more U.S. troops than anyone since Bob Hope, and he uses an exclamation point. Yes, yeah, so that's the normal way of typing. Dante is dating the well-known American actress Rebecca Cokin. This is Dante's thing, man. This is his move. Every time he has to mention his wife, his girlfriend, Rebecca, everything he does, he's got to promote her too. You know why? Because he's her manager. He makes money if she makes money. And not because they're married, because he's taking his percentage off the top. You've never heard of Rebecca Koga. I know he says she's well-known. No, you've never heard of her. Despite the fact that her name here is Blue, it's a hyperlink. We'll click it and see if it goes anywhere. She is also a stand-up comedian. They perform together all over the world. They currently live in Hollywood, California. Let's click her thing. Oh, she's got a page. She's got a page. This biography of a living person needs additional citations for verification. So I wonder who made this one. I didn't see this before. How much do you want to bet uh, Pinky Girl or whatever the name was is on this page as well? It's got her filmography. There's a long filmography on here. How come that's not on Dante's page? You know what? Maybe she is more famous than him. She's got an IMDB and stuff. I'm still pretty sure this page should be up for deletion. Look Look at this. Look at the photo she includes. It's got Dante in the corner hiding his tiny little smile. Just hiding in the corner. Oh, my God. These people are sick in the head. Let's see who made this page. We've got, well, I don't see Pinky Girl, to be fair. I don't see it. Lots of different names in here. Nothing sticking out as necessarily being Rebecca. Um, Somebody protected the page. Somebody named Bong Warrior. Protected the page a couple years ago. Uh, a lot, man, a lot of people on this page. I don't know. Maybe she is well Do you guys know who this is? I've never fucking heard of her, uh, except for being Dante's wife, of course. She's had a page since 2007. Created page with Rebecca Koken. Who created it though? Somebody named Inner City Teacher. Is there any way to prove the Inner City Teacher is Rebecca? Somebody needs to do the dirt digging on that one. I need to know. I need to find out. Rebecca is in a bunch of porn stuff, says Scott in the chat room. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Maybe that's how so many losers on Wikipedia have heard of her. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. I know this has been a long one. We're at three hours now, just about. I want to wrap this on maybe the strangest video I've ever seen in my entire life. I thought this uh, video was a joke to begin with. Apparently, it is not. Apparently, this is 100% serious. It is a video by Dante, recorded by Rebecca, called Stand-Up Comedian Dante Gets Emotional When He Can Smell Out of His Nose For the First Time Ever. (sighs) Now, that sounds like a comedy premise, okay? But I'm telling you, They are 100% serious. There is no irony in these people. None. They don't realize how they sound. I thought this was a parody video. Uh, You know those videos where it's like a guy has been colorblind his whole life and they buy him those glasses where you can see color? And he's like, oh, my God, colors. The sky is blue. I never even heard of that. Oh, my God, a tree that's green. Oh, Balloons! Balloons are yellow and red and blue! You know those videos? I thought this was a pair... And by the way, that would be a hilarious idea for a video. To make fun of those videos going, I can smell for the first time in my life. Dante's claim is that he had a deviated septum that was so bad, he's never been able to smell before. So here he is with butt plugs up his nose, and he's going to pull those out and smell for the first time.
5: Hi, everybody. Say hi, Dante. Hi, you guys. Dante had his deviated septum fixed two days ago, and he's about to breathe out of three days ago. Three days ago, and he's about to breathe four days ago out of his nose for the first time. In I mean, his life. come on. Yeah,
3: so I could. Breathe a little bit out of this side, mostly, but this side never my whole life. I had to like rip it open just to even get a little air in there. So I'm going to take these out and breathe hopefully for the first time uh, if this went well.
0: Now, let me tell you something. They say smell is the uh, sense most connected to memory, right? You've all heard that before. I have a connection to this... Video as well, this story Uh, Much like the Secret Service thing In 2010 I had a concussion And as a result of that concussion I completely lost my ability To smell properly Or taste Most of the time Things would taste bad And I couldn't smell anything at all This is true, this is a 100% true story Um, When I could smell stuff It smelled really bad particularly human sweat, smelled like pepperoni to me. It smelled like meat. Um, But inversely, I would go into a meat aisle at the grocery store. It smelled like human sweat to me. It smelled like B.O. So it made life pretty difficult. But most of the time, I couldn't smell anything at all. Now, I don't know when I regained my sense of smell and taste, but it was years later. I dealt with this for years And despite the fact that apparently your most memory-linked sense is smell, I didn't fucking notice when it came back. I didn't notice when taste came back. It just, I went from one day, I don't know if it was so gradual, you know, maybe it was like the frog in a pot of boiling water, I just didn't notice it had come back, and now I'm back to normal. I don't know. All I know is one day long after the fact, I went, oh yeah, I used to not be able to smell shit. So to me, the very premise of this, as a guy who has not been able to smell before, is ridiculous, because who fucking cares? Who cares? Now, if I was blind my whole life, and you gave me the ability of sight, I would be, I would cry. I would absolutely cry. That would be incredible. If I couldn't hear, if I'd never heard my uh, own wife's voice, and suddenly I was given a cochlear implant, I'd be all over that shit. Oh my God, the beauty of sound. And of course, by the next week, I'd be telling that bitch to shut up. Sorry, Kelsey, it's a joke. But I can imagine those. The idea of a guy who can't smell taking this this seriously is so fucking retarded that I know what the real story behind this is. The real story behind this is... Dante went... You know those colorblind videos? I bet we could go viral... With a noseblind video. Everything... To these fucking charlatans... Is about... How can we get... Views? How can we go viral? All of that. It's manufactured. They're always trying. And not because he wants you to see his comedy but because he wants the numbers. He wants big, big numbers. And I guess nobody told him the secret to that is to pay for them like Tim did and like Revenge of the Sis did. Build that brand, they say in the chat room. That's right, build that brand. Keenan Floyd, he's obsessed with building that brand. Dante, obsessed with building that brand. Tim Dillon obsessed with building that brand. Louis J. fucking Gomez is obsessed with building that brand and nothing else. That's the most important thing. My good friend, Louis J. Gomez. Should we check in with those emails before we watch Dante? I almost forgot about our emails. Um, I can't leave those guys out of the mix here. So before we go, let me check the emails, see what people are saying. Uh, oh, Uh Riley Brooks, my producer Riley, he says, stop being funny. Your show is too funny. We all know that comedy is not allowed in this day and age. Cease the jokes immediately. Thank you. And then from Helmet, the guy who's had a problem this whole time, and yet I have no problem with him. He says, it's over for you. I'm watching every step you take. Good luck being online. Thank you so much, Helmet. Um, So far, so good. You know, you could, if the show was if you are going to take it down, you could do it during the show. Like, why is this show still live? I don't know. Am I tempting fate too much by saying that? Maybe so. By the way, his email is battlecurbal at gmail.com K-E-R-B-A-L battlecurbal at gmail.com. I assume... Did you want me to read that or not? I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's keep watching this. Please keep watching The Steps I Take, Helmet. That's, that's also what my viewers do. <laughs> All right, he's oh, sorry, pulling
3: out. You guys
0: probably don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, you guys, you probably don't watch. He's going to pull out the gauze.
3: I've always breathed out of this side a little bit.
0: See how they've got flowers set up for him to breathe in? So. Oh my God. Oh, there's his daughter. Do- Ew, what is his daughter doing? Why is she on the I didn't notice that before. Why is she on the floor? You see his daughter peeking out on the floor back there? His black daughter.
3: I've always breathed out of this side a little bit.
0: Oh my god. Look at that! What the fuck is she doing? Do they keep her in a closet or something? What is happening? (sighs) So wait, he just said, I've always breathed out of this side a little bit. So you've smelled things before then. Your smell isn't turned off by you not having access to both nostrils simultaneously. Ow. Oh my god. Is he, is this a magic trick? Is he faking this? Hang on, is he faking this? Is there, like, does he have just a little tiny bit of tissue up there and he's trying to make it seem like it's deep up that nose hole? Are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) Deviated septum doesn't ruin your sense of smell. That's from drugs. (gasps) This is so cringe i might have to. I'm so sorry. This is so gross. <laughs> so he realizes boogers are straight. This is supposed to be that beautiful moment, you know, from all those videos where, like, all of a sudden the violin music starts playing, everybody's crying and hugging and going, "Oh my god, what's it like? What's it like?" And he's just like bla, 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 eating his own boogers. This is the most Dante thing to ever Dante. I just have to get stuff out of here. What a beautiful moment With the gauze out It's as dangerous Here we are now Smell my anus He's crying He just started crying He's not even in front of the flowers anymore He's just in the kitchen Snotting all over his arm He is trying to fake cry Holy shit This might be too cringe to watch. Can
5: you breathe? (laughs) both sides of your nose? Oh, honey, you can breathe.
0: (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? He's crying. He's actually crying. By the way, now, from now on, he's just going to be grabbing at his lip, going, oh, I'm the best man I did. it." <laughs> he's going to have that little itch there constantly now. Oh, my God. I don't know if I can. There's only a little bit left. I don't know if I can watch it. I can't watch a bald man cry. I can't watch a bald man with Tintin's hairdo cry. It's too disgusting to me. I can't even, like, when a woman cries, I just want her gone. Look at that little Tin Tin hair. So he's been balding his entire life. Even when he was a, a kid. He was nine years old and he was balding. And so his way of alleviating that was to just comb the, uh, the little poof left in the front straight up like Tin Tin, like Chris Gethard. And it's so sickening to me. I hate looking at it. So for him to cry as a man on top of that is maybe the most infuriating thing I've ever seen. he's grabbing his head and keep in mind he's got this gross little magician's soul patch it's like a line that goes down his chin any moment now he's going to make his boogers disappear by eating them
5: on both sides of your nose oh honey you can breathe
0: holy shit (laughs) oh my god He can't work up the fake tears. He's wiping nothing. There's no tears there. What are you wiping, Dante? Hang on, let's go back. Let's go back. What is the- what is being wiped? (laughs) Oh my god. So there's not a single fucking tear on his face, and look. Oh. That's insane. (sighs) I feel so stupid for crying. It's not like I've been blind my whole
3: life. I just couldn't breathe.
0: Even he knows. Like he just... Re- By the way, that remember that thing I told you about that telling on yourself thing I was talking about earlier, where Godfrey told on himself. That's him going. We discussed ahead of time. This will be like the blind videos, and now he realizes how fucking stupid this is. <sighs> That's insane. He's telling on himself. They always do. The comedians, they're, they're so scared. They're constantly so scared. They know. You know, they've got spotlight syndrome because they want that spotlight, but they know they don't deserve it. They have imposter syndrome because they know they don't deserve it. I feel so stupid for crying. It's not like I've been blind my whole life. I just couldn't breathe.
3: That's huge. Wait, I want to give you a hug. Can I That's turn his it
0: daughter. Off? And he's crying there at the end. What an insane video. That's nuts. That's fucking nuts, man. Okay, Dante the Comedian, a guy to watch. Keep him in your subscriptions. Follow him on Instagram for sure. Dante the Comedian, Instagram. I think he finally blocked me on Instagram. I can't remember. He might have blocked me. He might not have, but this is a guy. By the way, Dante is a guy who we actually did the Photoshop joke to uh, over a year ago. Was that last year or year before last? I, don't, I can't even remember. We did that joke, too, uh, where we were accusing him of lying about all the comedians he had been friends with. So I don't know. I don't know who did it first. Interesting stuff, though. The comedians, something to look out for. Keenan Jerome Floyd, I mean, maybe he's going to make it. You know, maybe he's got that writing gig. Maybe he's working his way up the comedian ladder. Maybe he's going to be the next biggest thing, like Godfrey said, or maybe it'll all come crumbling down for him since I've made him my pay piggy. Go check out that World War episode and that Fallout episode. $20 level of the pizza fund. Absolutely worth it. I hope to see you Wednesday for our Wednesday show. Every week we do two episodes of Pot Awful. An episode like this and another one just like it on Wednesday night. Same deal. Live chat room. The whole nine yards. We don't cut corners. There's no, it's not fluff. It's not extra. It's more. It's more and it's great. So you're missing Half of every single bit of pod awful by not being in that pizza fund. I hope you join it. Podawful.pizza is the link podawful.pizza. I don't know what we're
4: about. Support the show.
0: Join the pizza fund. Podaw dot pizza. Pizza Pizza. Awful pizza. And by the way, uh, go to gasdigital.com right now and look to see if my show is listed anywhere on the website. And until next time, have an awful day. Head over
3: to potawful.com slash iTunes and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're live every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern at potawful.tv. Love the show? Keep it going by donating to the Pizza Fund.
1: potawful.com slash support. And anything else you need is at potawful.com.